0: Hi, I'm Hanako Greensmith. I play Violet Mikami, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's.
1: you standing next to me, And to
2: me, there's nothing more important. Not going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise
1: it's going to be a hell of a ride.
0: Hey, ShyHards. Welcome back. We're back from hiatus. Felt like it was forever. I know. It was a hot yeah. minute. I know. It felt like it was a very, very long time. But it is a new year. It is 2023, which is crazy to say. It's crazy to wrap my head around. But we're here. It's a new year. The second half of the seasons are a go. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're full steam ahead. All right. So today we're covering the episodes from this week, obviously. So 8, 10, 11, 10, 10, 10. So they don't call them the mid-season premieres. Maybe they do yeah premieres premieres yeah yeah um you can probably tell that's not Bryna who's talking so uh, (laughs) Bryna unfortunately could not make it tonight however we have filling in meet us at Molly's little sister host of the locker room podcast we love her so so much Lauren is here hi baby cakes Hi. hi hello hello I love when you get to fill in and we get to just like be silly and have fun I know it's so much fun.
3: Well, I don't. Well, I don't do the locker room anymore. So whenever I get to fill it, I'm like, oh, I miss recording. So, so are you guys on like a break, or you're just like not like what what's going on? No, she's retired.
0: <laughs> she's retired. This is she's news reti- to me.
3: She's retired. Yeah. Well, I mean, ever since I, I guess I'll, I can talk. I can. It's not a secret. Like I can talk about it. I guess it's up to you. But well, okay. So I work for <laughs> Jimmy Nicholas now. But he, if we all know, he hosts a podcast called Everything But The Kitchen Sink. Um, and so now I am producing that podcast. So I'm going to be behind the scenes over there from now on. And that is going to take up most of my time. So the locker room's retired.
0: We're one out for the locker room. That is news to me. That, I did not know that. It <laughs> was just kind of decided
3: earlier this week. But I was like, there's just no way everything's going to happen. <laughs> but Yeah. So we're on to new things. (laughs) On to new things. It's the
0: update in your life. I know. Mm. Wow. So she's still our little sister, though, and we love her.
3: I am. And I told Gina and Brenna that every single time there's a Berzak episode that I'm going to force them to let me be on. So everyone's excited about that. And whether they allow it or not.
0: I don't think you're really forcing yourself on if we send you the Zoom link. That's true. (laughs) if we're like lauren you're joining us tonight right i don't really think it's forcing your way in i know but i'm saying like every Berserk episode <laughs> well okay but like what constitutes a Berserk episode like if they share the screen together for a scene does that count like, like, if, I, like... like if i cry when they talk but you always cry when they talk exactly <laughs> <laughs> like I, i'm pretty sure in this week's episode they just like brushed by each other at one point and that was like it and i'm pretty sure you still cried
3: I cannot confirm or deny that that happened.
0: Um, Also in our group chat the other day, I was scrolling back (laughs) through earlier today because I had to find something and like literally for like, not not like 10 minutes, but for a solid minute, I was scrolling through the Berzick family photo because somebody (laughs) in the group chat, maybe named Lauren, sent it to the group chat like 20 times in a row. I was going to ask if you ended up ever seeing that photo. I did see that photo. I'm just, I'm trying to find it now so I can like show you what it looks like on the receiving end.
3: Are you sure you saw it?
0: I'm, Lauren. (laughs) You have a problem. (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, you have a problem in the best way possible. I mean, (laughs) she's still, I'm still scrolling. (laughs) Listen. And you crying.
4: And you crying. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh I love it I love it so much mm, anyways One, two three four five six seven eight nine <laughs> ten eleven twelve I'm pretty sure you sent
3: it to the group chat like 20 times I know I just had to make sure everyone saw it well it's fine well I was literally just complaining to I was like guys something's wrong with me like I think I'm lo- losing my burzek buzz like something's wrong and then that photo happened and I was like revived I like came alive again. I was like, "Here I am."
0: Right. I feel kind of that way with the shows coming back this week. So I'm not gonna lie. Over hiatus, you know, like we've had conversations about the seasons and kind of how they feel and stuff like that. And over hiatus, we were all just kind of like, "Oh God!" Like I miss that. Like I miss that feeling of excitement that you used to have when you were like, "Oh, the shows are coming back!" Like, yes, I kind of miss that. But then, like Wednesday night, as it got closer, I was like, "Yes, yes, the babies are coming back. This is good. This is good." It was like the Wednesday, like
3: the day of I was like oh my shows are back like I was like finally like I was like really excited but yeah yeah no I get it the momentum was a little low
0: but it so- was low but it picked up and then like at the end of the episodes once all three were done I was like oh I was like it was very good to see everybody like that was that felt really good I know so, I agree I know dude when like when reruns are on tv and like Charlie will be scrolling through or something and I see it I'll just be like I'll literally just go like oh, my babies are on and then Charlie's like I don't see it what's happening I, I literally call my babies <laughs> and so. scroll by it yeah <laughs> yeah whatever what are you gonna do but uh, um we always start with the news we've got a little bit um we've got episode descriptions for episodes 12 so not next week but the week after if they're airing in consecutive order like that or you know what i mean like week after week so um lauren's got them all i don't have them handy so go, go ahead and start us off with med please okay
3: so chicago med 812. We all know what they say about assumptions. Goodwin, Maggie, and Crockett help victims of a hit and run accident. Halstead struggles, struggles to diagnose a patient with seizures. Asher and Archer clash with Jack
0: Dayton. Okay. Yeah. Sounds pretty par for the course. I know.
3: So then fire. eleven twelve. 12. How does it end? Truck and squad clash after a tense call, rescuing a doomsday. Prepper. Mm-hmm. Herman struggles with Cindy's diagnosis. Violet gives Brett and Gallo dating advice.
0: Okay. Okay. Like, let's just hit the pause button on this one. First of all, what the fuck are we doing to Cindy? I literally, when I read this, I was so upset.
3: So upset. Why are they hurting her? Right. She's just an innocent little
0: angel. She isn't an angel. Who loves her angel. children? She is a mom of five, and she has Christopher Herman to deal with. That woman is a saint. Like, literally,
4: what is happening? I know. What is happening? I know.
3: Leave her alone.
4: Liter- do not like, hurt her. You know,
3: like the riders get a drop. Like, touch some grass. Leave her alone. <laughs> touch some grass.
0: Like, literally, what is happening? And also, truck and squad clashing. Look. I hated it when Severide and Casey used to do it. I'm going to hate it a lot more when it's Severide and (laughs) Kit. I can't. (laughs) I can't. No, no. Severide and Casey were married in our minds. So that's why we didn't like it. But like Kit and Severide are actually married. So like. Also,
3: like not to be a hater, but listening to, like having to listen to Gallo get dating advice, like. And like from Violet, like you know, like we all know it's coming. We all mm-hmm.
4: know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we'll 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 dive a little bit more into Gallo later. I'm pretty sure because I mean, I I didn't get to watch the mid seasons live, uh, so mm-hmm. I finally did get to watch them. I think like last week. I waited in for a long time, and I'm pretty yeah. sure at one point I just out of the blue text to the group chat, and I was like, "You guys, Gallo annoys me for no reason, <laughs> no reason." Yeah, Gallo yeah. is like just like the
3: physical like being of Ick for me. Like he's just Cynic.
0: that's so mean. <laughs> it, it, it is and he went like when he started when he first joined the show, I was just like Gallo's such a little cinnamon roll, like he's adorable. And like he still is, but there's a there's a portion of him where I'm just like Gallo, stop, just shh shh Tip it. I know stop talking. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me sad.
4: Yep but also leave cindy herman alone literally what is up with
0: that don't hurt her don't, don't. they can't kill her off right i well, they can. i mean oh god but they I'm, wouldn't right oh i'm scared that you just put that out into the universe we were I'm all thinking f- it we're like, so scarred by chicago fire that we think worst case scenario with everything but then
3: i'm like is this going to, are they going to kill Cindy off and then have this be an arc for Herman? But they can't do that because they're already doing it with Violet. So why would they do it twice in a season? They can't do that. Because pain, pain is fun. On that to take us into PD. PD. Um, ten twelve. I can let you go. Mm. Sean O'Neill surprises Upton with a call from prison, revealing sensitive information. While Upton grapples with how to keep O'Neill at a distance, the team quickly mobilizes to stop a crime in progress before it's too late.
4: Uh,
0: more pain. More pain. I know. What is this information that he has? I don't know. I don't know. Is he like, I'm not going to be the only, like, I'm not the only one in this. Like, you got the wrong guy. Blah, blah, blah. My biggest fear is that that episode title is going to be something she says about Jay. Like, yep. my biggest fear is that she's going to leave him a voicemail and be like, I can let you go. Like, yeah, that she's I'm- still wearing her. I don't really doesn't mean anything, but she's
3: but she's still wearing her ring and filming right now. So. I hate it. It's so bad.
0: Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad
3: because it. unless it's like I can let you go like she can let everything that was happening with Sean go Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna think it's that
0: I'm I'm gonna hope it's that I mean I'm not gonna lie that was that was one of those moments where like just the title alone like spiked anxiety in me and I was just like oh shit I know but yeah hopefully it's something with Sean yeah Mm, I don't know you know he actually Jefferson White he returned to Yellowstone last week so he's got to be like his days on PD have got to be coming to an end
3: was he not on Yellowstone when they were when he was on PD
0: so yeah, what Yellowstone is about to do is they're about to launch into like a bunch of different spinoffs. And so Jimmy's character on, you know, his, his, his character on Yellowstone is Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, and so Jimmy had gone to a ranch in Texas that is about to get its own spinoff. So the first half of the Yellowstone season, he wasn't on because he's been at that ranch in Texas. And so we finally got to catch up with him in the last episode.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah
0: interesting. You should watch Yellowstone. It's so good. I know I need to. It's I need so I need to watch so many shows. It's fine. I get this excuse from like you and Bryna and Kim and Logan as well, our other friends in the pod squad. I'm always like, you guys, I'm watching this show. Check this out. You're all just like, I have so much to watch right now. And I'm like, oh, I'll my do. first, my first question is,
3: is there a ship? It, that,
0: that is always your first question.
3: I know. I just need something like juicy to get me watching it. And then I get stressed out because like, for example, like Fire Country, like I want to watch Fire Country and support Kim and Logan. Like I need to watch it's a good show, but then I'm stressed because I'm like, it's a first, like it's one season. I don't know. I like to binge. I like it when a
0: show is over and I can just binge watch it. See, and and it's funny you say that because I I did the exact opposite of what you did with Timeless. So you just binge Timeless like in the past week or two, right? I know. So So in like 2018, when it was still airing, I went to DC for a weekend to hang out with Bryna. She was like, I just want you to like start this show. And it was like, it, it was in, it was in kind of like limbo at the time. Cause the, like the second season had just finished and we didn't know if it was going to get renewed. And I watched the first episode and I was like, this is good, but I'm going to wait. Cause if it gets yeah. canceled, I don't want to get attached. Yep. And it got canceled. So I never went back to it.
3: Yeah. It's those Fox shows, man. Fox for a hot minute was Axon. Wait, no, it's NBC. Timeless was NBC. Ah, uh, wait, Fire Country Fox. CBS. I don't know anything. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> Anyways, Fox has done me so dirty in the past. No, Super. Fox has done me dirty um, too. I just don't trust it. I don't trust any network. That's why I like to binge. I like a show to be over. I like it to be over. I like it to be concluded. And then I'm like, I can jump right in. Look, as much as
0: it hurts us on the daily I think the only thing that's reliable on network TV or Dick Wolf shows, I know, you always know they're going to get renewed. Like always. always and they're always going to rip your heart out and stomp on it, but they're always going to get renewed. And we're
3: always going to watch week to week no matter how much we complain about them.
0: Mhm.
3: Mhm. It's the formula.
0: Yep. Yep, that's what we're going to do. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> So the only other piece of news we've got is the Burza family photo which would not be news <laughs> if Lauren wasn't on um but we love her so much so yes hot off the press hot off the press. they were filming the 200th I think this week and Marina posted that. yep
3: so. yesterday was Burzek house filming day Berzik a national house holiday day. for all of us
0: who <laughs> <to> celebrate <laughs> Oh I love it I love it I love it so uh no patron shout outs that's all the news we got for today um with the patrons patreon stuff you guys know how it works if you'd like to support the pod for as little as two dollars a month please check the link in our socials um lots of fun stuff we did a live watch last week um and we watched in merry measure the the Homer christmas movie with patty mirin uh, i heard you guys did that a lot of fun we mm-hmm. hop on zoom and we just talk for like i, every like day. FOMO. I need a join <laughs> a lot <laughs> of fun so Um, we have a lot of fun. So definitely check the link in our socials, see which chair would be good for you. It's like, we have a lot of fun and we've built a really cool community. It's like, we've built a nice little family. It's a, it's a blast. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode, shall we? Yes. Okay. We're going to start off with med and I feel like med has plateaued a little bit, like not in a bad way, but like, you had season seven where it was up, 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 fantastic, so good, best it's ever been, eight, and now it's just kind of like at the same level. It's just kind of yeah. like doing its thing, posting along.
3: I rank med episodes based on how many times I like dissociate during an episode or like go on my phone. So, so like, if it keeps my interest and I watch all of it, then I know it's a good episode. But if I'm, like, on my phone dissociating, like, not in it, then I'm, like, yeah, it, it was a mad episode. But this episode kept my interest. Oh, that's good. Like, I thought it was good. A better one than okay. the past couple ones. Okay. And maybe that's it was good. just because I had just woken up this morning and watched it, and it wasn't, like, after work last night.
0: But oh, wow. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I wish you had gotten to talk with my mom more at the wedding about med because like she hates med. With Isn't she a med hater? Be- yeah. yeah, she hates it. Yeah. Every fiber of her being. And I'm like, mom, you don't understand. Like there's the sweetest people. And she's like, I don't care. Like med kind of has, first of all, it's good for med
3: that it's on at 8 p.m. But also if you're a OC watcher and you watch all three shows back to back to back, like for me personally, like if let's say I know that there's a good PD episode on coming up that night, I literally could care less about what happens on Med or Fire. I'm like, get these off my screen. Like, I'm so stressed about PD. I can't think about anything else. Like, that's how it is. So they kind of have a little, but if it was after, I wouldn't have to worry about it, you know? But yeah, I hear so you. So that's why sometimes I don't really focus on them, mm-hmm. which is bad. But when I
0: watched it today, I was like, this is a really good episode. Yeah, I yeah, this was pretty good. So so we're gonna start off with Crockett, who Lauren so lovingly calls crockpot. Um
3: <laughs> I don't it's, even it's know how that name started.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't either. I just it's it's hilarious. Every time you say it I crack up. Crockpot. It's just it's too funny. Okay. So we open on Crockett. He's walking down the street and he looks up and there's an OR 2.0 banner like outside the hospital. It, it's like it's not even it's like advertising it like it's like a virtual reality attraction. Like it's like a roller coaster yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, I did not get to cover the midseason finales, but here's the one thought I had from 2.0. Okay. The the biggest, the biggest takeaway I had from the whole 2.0 debut is why on earth does it have those like plasma screens going in like a circle overhead? It's not a sports arena. It's an operating room.
3: Yeah. And if every single TV has the same, th- I guess whoever's in it can see it everywhere they are standing around the body. I
0: I have feelings on 2.0, I have feelings. Girl, I don't even, it's it's weird, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so Crockett has a patient who basically has a feeding tube and the feeding tube's not really working. He's basically got issues with his esophagus. And so the the cool thing that med does is that every now and then you learn a new medical fact that you didn't know before, right? I did not know an esophageal transplant was a thing. Yeah. No. Today I learned. The more you know. I don't know. The more you know. Yeah. So the patient's like, so what about an like esophagus transplant? And Crockett's like, yeah, no, it's it's way too risky. It's way too risky. Which I feel like Crockett is gonna learn pretty soon that like it he's he's gonna know better than to say that around Dr. Dupre Cause she was right outside the room. And so the minute he was like, Oh, it's too risky, her ears perked up and she was like, What? Did somebody say it's too risky? Who are all these new people? So many new people! Like, like, what is literally happening on it's, this show? It's insane! Like I, it's insane. Did she, she didn't even say her name? We had to like, right? Did she say it?
3: I Jack. Or did you read it off the, her jacket?
0: Yeah, I, somebody may have in the mid-season finale. I only know her name because of the deadline article that dropped over hiatus, just being like she's joining the cast. Uh, literally hi yeah yeah it's like everywhere you turn at chicago med like there's a new doctor i know which okay yeah i have thoughts but it's fine well okay and and like look i i love getting to know new characters that's great but when there's 10 of them at once
3: and it's not even that med kind of feels like
0: a show that
3: doesn't really do anything to their old like their main characters as it is so like for example like what is happening with Crockett right now like they've done like it just feels like he's just there like he has a case every episode but there's we know nothing that grows their personal life like we know nothing like nothing we don't really see them grow as people like nothing like they just do a case and then go home you know
0: yeah and that, that's so an they, interesting that's an interesting observation you make there because it, it's it's a little different than the other shows because they They grow through their patients, right? You know how you usually will see like, oh, Will just happens to have a patient this week with a similar issue to exactly what he's going through in his life. That's exactly how they grow is through their patients. And so I definitely had to take a a moment to just kind of like sit back in this one with Crockett and just be like, okay, so what what are we doing here with him? Because, you know, he's got this 2.0 thing. I think Jack was the perfect person, like the perfect character to put opposite him because he was going to kind of like test his boundaries, right? And so I think with 2.0, I think it's, 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 it's helping him grow and that he's, he's learning that it's like, it's okay to take risks yeah. you know, and be a little bit more adventurous. But I definitely had to stop and think about that for a second, because it's, I, I feel like a lot of substance is getting lost in like the imagery and like the wonder and all that stuff of 2.0. I agree.
3: And not even that, it's like, we not, like, we watch TV, like, sure, the cases are exciting sometimes, mm-hmm. like, they're fun, but, like, we want the personal life of these characters. Like, we watch, like, we want to bond with these characters, mm-hmm. so, and Matt does not care. <laughs> Matt does not care. Like, the last time I think we got personal life or, like, any, like, really anything with substance was April and Ethan's wedding, which kind of happened really fast,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, we're kind of getting it now with Dr. Charles and Liliana. That's true. And I guess Maggie, like we've gotten stuff,
3: but not to the extent that like, I feel like we should be. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a different kind of bonding with med. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I I, and everybody views TV differently. Right. But I think that's why for me, I favor, I I love the white space that like that place of uncertainty where you can just kind of like make up what happens. I love that. Cause then you can make up your own circumstances and be like, okay, now I really care about this character because in my head, this is what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but you know, everybody takes it in differently. So, yeah,
3: I think Med just needs like a really good ship.
0: <laughs> I mean they they've had them. They, I they know, you know, but I think that they they just need a couple that's like solid.
3: Will I and mean, Hannah just need
0: to like grab each other's faces and make out.
3: That's facts. And also, I feel like I'm very not. This is not a popular opinion at all, but
0: I would not hate Hannah and Archer. <laughs> i kind of like them ah i know (laughs) indeed uh, that is that is a minority opinion right there
3: very minority i know i mean either way like hope that girl gets someone from there but i
0: just like either way i kind of like it (laughs) enemies to lovers is like one of my least favorite tropes are you serious i can't i can't think of a time when i I enjoyed it oh it's so good i mean it's so good the angst to the love who are some other like enemies to lovers tropes that we've? Okay, oh, Anthony, books. Kate and Anthony,
1: yeah.
3: I mean,
0: that's an exception.
3: Ugh. God, those two were hot. Um, oh, I went crazy watching that. Bridgerton era was bad for
0: me. It was bad it, for me. It, it, bad in the best way. <laughs> I think I became a new person. It's fine. In the best way.
3: I was crazy during it's,
0: that n- time. it's not my favorite trope. And I think Kate and Anthony in that situation were the exception.
3: Yeah. Do we I count just,
0: Hakami
4: as enemies to lovers? Mm,
0: yeah I count it. it wasn't so much enemies as it was like oh this Hawkins guy is really uptight and then like her yeah. appendix burst and we were like oh he's actually pretty great
4: I mean call it, it was like angsty yeah you can call it enemies
3: I feel like it hmm. Hmm. When if they funny. do it right enemies lovers is good because it's like the angst the hatred it's and then so it's like, like it. the sexual tension and then bam kissing
0: not my favorite another it's stuff it's not my favorite it's not um hannah and archer you're in favor of hannah and archer that's interesting
3: i know no one judged me for that no one, one make fun you? of me.
0: this is a safe space. Not-
3: i know you're not judging me i'm scared <laughs> i'm scared i'm scared i feel like i feel like they can
0: hit like i just get that vibe <laughs> so so Dupre convinces Crockett, like, let's test this out in 2.0. Let's just kind of see what we can do. And so literally Crockett's in there and like, what in the Tony Stark is this OR, okay? He's just like waving his he, It's like Doctor Strange, like Iron Man shit, where he's just waving his hands and images are flying all over the place, no. like- They're like, put on these gloves and you can cut this body in half. What's (laughs) happening? What the hell is going on? Okay, so Crockett basically like, he's figuring this stuff out. And so something that happens in this episode that really became laughable at a certain point was that every time Crockett found like a roadblock of sorts, Dupre was always like, oh, 2.0 has a fix for that. Yeah. And like the first time or the first two times I was like, okay, fine. After the third time I was like, okay, now it's getting a little laughable like yeah. now it's getting ridiculous so she was like oh I can just pull up a d- digital image and you can practice the surgery on this guy like <laughs> digitally so Crockett basically operates on a hologram
3: yeah which, and he like, brings up good points he's like but how do we know how his body's going to react like blah 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 and she's like the 2.0 can fix that
0: so 2.0, 2.0 knows everything. it knows oh, scared Yeah. And so exactly. And so at one point he's just like, so I mean, what, we don't know how his body's going to react. And she goes, well, 2.0 can simulate the real life responses. And I was like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Is there anything 2.0 cannot do? Does 2.0 know government secrets? Like Literally. Is 2.0 watching me right now? Is it watching me right now? Yeah. It's probably studying us right now. It's literally in the room with us. Yeah. And then like next week, like some patient's going to come in and Dupre is going to be like, oh, well, 2.0 can study their habits in their real life. Like 2.0 watches them while they sleep.
3: It's like med comes up with like any like bad thing that's going to happen. They're like, no, 2.0, no,
0: 2.0. <laughs> like that's
3: their excuse for everything. And we're just going to, that's how we're just going to problem solve from now on.
0: Yeah. 2.0 is the fix for everything now. Slay, like, you know, <laughs> work for them. slay. <laughs> <It's so bad. laughs> oh man I'm like I. oh god yeah so 2.0 has a fix for that it's getting it's getting silly it's getting silly and let's just all take a moment to appreciate that Dom literally spent an entire week of filming just like doing things with his hands like I know are they filming this on a green screen they must be i i I don't think it's a green screen but like they definitely don't like edit that stuff in so it's kind of like did you ever see the interviews where like during the avengers like the height of the avengers stuff where anthony mackie would always make fun of elizabeth olsen because like all she ever does is like the hand stuff oh yeah yeah that's basically what this is now Um, yeah anything for a check (laughs) true story true story so yeah that's that's a it's just silly. It's just, uh. there's always a fix for that. Like, oh, Starbucks made my coffee wrong. 2.0 can make you some hot milk. What? Uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so, my, my, so my car has a flat tire. 2.0 can air them up. 2.0 what? can do literally anything. Yeah. Literally anything. Anything. Oh God. Okay. So so then like they they're running through this procedure and every single time Crockett does something 2.0 has something to say about it. 2.0 is like that obnoxious know-it-all friend that you're just like just <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Like that's it's 2.0. Brutal. And so at one point Crockett was or yeah, Crockett had originally said like hey, this is too risky. And so they're like practicing this operation and 2.0 goes like overall recommendation, procedure is too dangerous, abort. And Crockett literally just like throws down the gloves and he's like, that's exactly what I said before, which to which I say like, welcome to being a woman in corporate America, Crockett. Yeah, like period. Yeah, that's that's what it feels like when uh, as a woman <laughs> in corporate America <laughs> it means something different when it comes from a computer. <sighs> oh my God. So Dupre is like, no, no, it's okay. Like there's a fix for that because again, 2.0 can fix anything. She's just like, yeah, um, apparently like the, the operating room, it only supports procedures that have a certainty of over 50%. And that one had a certainty of 48. So that's why it was just like, no, like abort mission. She's like, yeah, well, that's a good thing. It was only 48%. And so Crockett does some like Tony Stark shit. And it's like, Hey, bring up this image. And they basically find this alternative that involves the colon that basically would up the certainty. So happy Happy for them. (laughs) Happy for, them.
3: happy for them
0: yeah literally for you yeah oh so, man that happens. so then they they get they get into the actual operation with like the actual physical human being on the table um and he's like crock he's just like okay yeah like the colon looks really good for this but actually i think the small bowel looks even better and so 2.0 is like oh no 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 don't don't do that don't do that and Crockett's like, why the fuck not? And Dupre is just like, there's no data to guide you. And he's like, I don't need the fucking data. Like, I went to med school. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, literally a surgeon. Hi. Yeah. Like, went to med school. Okay. Like, thanks. Um, And, like, at that point, he uh, he also seems like he's getting, like, really sick of Dupre's shit because, like, he just kind of throws in the equipment and just, like, shakes his head and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, seriously? Uh, but then- And he's still lovers okay okay let, let's discuss <laughs> it. let's discuss this because this thought did cross my mind I was gonna I was gonna phrase it in a very like brash way but I'm gonna be a little bit nicer okay so are are you and Kraken gonna become a thing I hope
3: I need some sort of action I need some sort of juice on my screen like we're desperate for ships we're like hi literally see, I, I was definitely just gonna I'll phrase it and be, be like are they you. gonna fuck like <laughs> um i see it that's yeah that uh, okay i mean i don't know i feel like at this point like men need something like they need something and
0: they're introducing all these characters sooner or later some of them got a bang (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um because that that did cross my mind at some point i was like are they gonna or is he still hung up on pamela i mean i think he's still he is still hung up on pamela but like i totally (laughs) forgot about pamela i (laughs) totally forgot (laughs) Crockett didn't Uh, That's true. But that's the thing, too, is that, like, if they have Dupre and Crockett, like, hook up, it's going to kind of, he's going to become like the Severite of Med. That's fair. Yeah. No, literally, though, because I mean, literally, (laughs) Pamela. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they're not going that direction because that would be weird. Be weird. Mm -hmm. So then afterwards, he's, you know, he meets with the patient. Everything's great. The patient finally gets to test, like, taste food again for the first time in months, which, like, cooled great. And so Crockett just kind of tells Dupre, he's just like, you know, this wouldn't have been possible without you because I wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for 2.0 because I wouldn't have even considered the procedure. And so Dupre just goes, the AI is evolving and Crockett just goes, hope I am too.
1: Kind of cheesy.
4: Kind of (laughs) cheesy. It's fine. (laughs) I'm not
3: feeling 2.0, it's weird. Yeah. Especially since like now going forward, probably going to have a 2.0 case every single episode.
0: It's just going to be our new norm. It's still a mystery as to where they put this thing in the hospital. <laughs> I know. Where is it? It's got to be its own floor,
4: right? It must be. Maybe.
0: Like a, I feel yeah. like it's a little too techy for a medical show. But with that said, you know i keep hearing that this is the direction that medicine's headed in yeah i don't i don't know i'm just i'm waiting for the episode when one of them like makes a motion and opens a time portal like dr <laughs> I, don't I, know. Know. I don't know it's weird it's weird um yeah it's it's, it's weird times it's weird times so <sighs> uh um, yeah rocket what's that Next up, we've got Dr. Charles and Nellie and Zach. Three characters I love this I, case. This, this case was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, but it was so good. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, both. Lauren, take it away.
3: So we open the episode and Dr. Charles runs into Liliana.
0: Um, I'm loving these two.
3: I love them. Dr. Charles got the riz. Like he, he's got it.
0: Okay, translate that into old people speak
3: for me. means he's got game (laughs) okay (laughs) okay um so basically they're talking and they he was like it was him right that he was like we've had a lot of coffee dates let's move it to dinner and then she's like let me cook for you oh oh
1: -hmm.
3: at her place oh okay okay Uh dr charles we love it i'm happy for him um, so we have Zach and Nelly this week. Um, we, they have a patient where it is a grandma and her grandson. And they think that he might be autistic and they come in and the grandma fell. So we find out that the grandma broke her hip and she also has stage four lymphoma but her grandson has no idea that this is happening or no idea about her lymphoma.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the grandson tells basically like we find out that the grandson can't like won't has to ask the grandma for permission every single time he eats anything. So we see him go to a vending machine and get a snack and then come back and then ask the grandma if he can have it. And she tells him to wait until after lunch um so she the grandma though is adamant about no surgery because she is the only one that can take care of her grandson um which okay this is like i took a class for my bachelor's and i it was an autism spectrum disorder class and so i um my one well, of my friends she her brother is, um, on the spectrum. And we, I interviewed her for my class and this is like, I'm so glad that Med did an episode on this because this is a very real, like, obviously like a thing that they like families prep for, like, for example, so my friend is my age super 23 and she is basically like every single choice that she makes in her life. Like she knows like at the end of the day that when her parents, like pass are aren't able to take care of her brother anymore. Like she is going to become caregiver for her brother. Mm -hmm. So every single like choice that she makes or anything like that, like she knows that she has to factor, like she knows that she's gonna have to take care of her brother in that whatever like job she goes, wherever she moves to, like she knows that her brother is always going to be with her. So this is something that families and they worry about like who's gonna take care of them. Like this is just such a real like scary thing for these families because like What like that's true. Like, what would happen to them? Like, if something like an emergency happens and they pass away, and there's no one to take care of like their kid. Like, you know, like I don't know. It's just a very real fear.
0: It's terrifying, and the fact that grandma in this case doesn't. There's no other family. It's always just been the two of them. Like she raised him. But it's yeah. And I mean, part of part of autism can be you know routine being so key and so important. And so yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking in this one. Yeah, for sure. So we, um,
3: during the stay, they find out that the grandson is ODing. Um, The grandma calls everyone in and they realize he's ODing. Um, And when they wake the grandson up and try to figure out like what had happened first, Dr. Charles thought that um, he might've looked in the grandma's purse and like found her pills and took them cuz he like he, the the grandson said that he likes candy mm-hmm. um and then they find out that that's when he says like I don't eat anything unless my grandma tells me to eat it and then we find out that the grandma drugged him and but, yeah that was that was crazy it was so, like yeah my jaw
0: her her explanation or like her conversation with Dr. Charles like piecing it together was insane because like you know she explained it and everything and then dr charles was like you you thought he'd be better off dead than with somebody else yeah uh, oh i was like whoa that i know that went from zero to 60 fast i know i literally
3: cried like i oh mm-hmm. this case was literally heartbreaking mm-hmm. and like props to all the actors they did such an amazing job
0: oh 100 such and an amazing job the kid who played the grandson is actually he's an autistic actor
3: so good. Yeah. She was so good.
0: Yep.
3: Cause sometimes the guest stars can be a little, a little iffy. They were so good and they made the case. Like they truly made it anyways. Um, and so, yeah, we, the grandma's talking to Dr. Charles and she admits that she drugged him, like you said. Um, and then she tells the grandson about her lymphoma. Um, and that was, heartbreaking and then um luckily dr charles figures out um a caregiving situation for the grandson um so the grandma doesn't have to be caregiver anymore but yeah does a grandma that's what i was saying does a grandma go to jail it's a good question um because they i was like because she when she told him she was like i have to go like i can't come home with you i was like is she going to jail
0: yeah like there's some sort of attempted murder but I also think she doesn't have much longer to live
3: yeah I don't think so either but
0: still attempted murder um not well would it be like, yeah yeah it could be if if she had the specific intent to kill him then yeah it is attempted murder hi lawyer um yeah (laughs) but yeah it depends on what her intent was if it was just to sedate him it's not attempted murder if it was to kill him then yeah
3: Okay, because when I watched, it, I was like, "Oh, is she trying to kill him right now?" Because I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was my thought. I was like, "Is she going to jail?" But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. But I just and and like her her explaining it to him and just being like, "Look, I'm the kind of sick where like you don't get better. Like you need to go with a new person to take care of you, and like you need yeah. to do it." Uh, and we yeah. see
3: them. We see them. The grandson and the the new caregivers like talking and like you can see them like. I'm going to say hitting it off like Mm -hmm. being a good fit Mm -hmm. so yeah so that was that case which was a doozy
0: yeah the other thing too is that this ends with Dr. Charles going to have dinner at Liliana's
3: love it Mm -hmm. yeah and it was cute because he tells her that he had like a really rough day and she like you see her to like take care of him like Mm -hmm. she's like no like let me clean up like and then she like starts like singing while she's doing the dishes, and he like just kind of closes his eyes and like smiles. And You can just see him relax, which was like yeah. So I like sweet. these two. I know. Uh, who would have thought? He's Dr. finding Charles. a lot of like med. medship.
0: Yeah, he's finding a lot of like calm and peace with her, and I like that. Me too. Deserved. Yeah. Totally deserved. So, yeah, that was a tough case, but Med does a great job of shining the light on like these really really tough intricate cases. So made a good job with that one. So yeah, it was really good. Next up, we've got Archer and Justin and Hannah. Justin is a new person that I enjoy. Not that I don't enjoy the other new people, but I do like Justin. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I'm, I'm intrigued. Basically. I'm just like, okay, tell me more. He's cool. Um, I'm a little jealous with this one because, you know, sometimes a new character will come in and be like, oh, I have experience in this. And we're just like, tell us more about that. And then we don't learn anything more for like four seasons. Justin comes in one episode. He's like, I used to do search and rescue. And the next episode, he's like out there searching and rescuing. I know. He's like, I rescued 63 people. Here we are. (laughs) Not to flex, but I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm kind of good. So. But I'm kind of good at this. So yeah. Okay. So we start this episode and Hannah walks into the doctor's lounge. Now that Jack Dayton owns the place, there's fresh donuts. There's a new fancy espresso maker. All that good stuff. I feel like the
3: beginning of this episode with Archer and Hannah, I was like, we kind of got a
0: little. Hmm." Oh my goodness. You can't say that you don't see it. I don't see it. Are you sure? I had eye infection last week. I can't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I definitely can't see it. Gina! I can't.
3: Okay. I'll just, it's fine. Maybe it's in my head. Maybe I'm just making it there
0: no, no it I mean I, I'm pretty sure there are other people who see it I'm not one of those people though I know yeah sorry it doesn't
3: mean I'm anti Will and Hannah like I'd be happy for any of them.
0: <laughs> well and now and, I mean we'll talk after this a little bit too but like now they're are they are they trying to make Justin and Hannah friends like what are they doing I did not even think about that because the promo for next week they're hanging out what I didn't see the promo oh they go climbing together like indoor indoor climbing yeah
3: yeah uh, three doctors we don't know which one hannah's gonna pick get it hannah live your life clean shit
0: Queen Little shit girl boss. live your life hannah we stand Little girl boss. yes we stand okay so they're in the doctor's lounge and archer of course is being archer he's just like yeah don't get distracted by the shiny new toys you know like and then he kind of compares the situation to hansel and gretel so will turns around and he's like you think jack dayton wants to eat us
3: like oh William
0: my precious William with his silly, silly jokes. My little baby I know I love him so this this patient comes in he basically was in a car accident where like I don't did he lose control of the car did he like drive off a cliff or something like it was something I think crazy. he lost
3: I think he lost control
0: yeah so Justin and Archer treat him that's fine whatever moving along they come back to him and halfway through it the the guy's just like well where's tiffany and they're like who the fuck is tiffany and he's like no my wife like my wife she's pregnant and so he's like oh yeah and she's in labor dude dude you probably should have led with that (laughs) Uh, and so archer literally like he just goes are you sure you're not misremembering things i'm sorry did archer just ask him if he made up
4: his pregnant wife
1: yeah
3: okay yeah okay he kind of like hit it with them hard so I would have been like what
0: only Archer would go from like zero to that conclusion I know be like oh you're making up a wife okay cool oh my god oh my god okay so Justin's like dude I could solve this problem with my eyes closed and Archer's like no that's dumb you're a doctor now like don't that's just stupid don't even entertain the idea and so Justin's like did I mention that I like saved 63 people like kind of a big deal go off yeah go off. he's like I kind of know what I'm doing sure, and so off. Archer's just like all right fine <laughs> and he's like Hannah there's a pregnant woman in the woods Justin thinks he can find her go with him and off they go and so yeah. Justin gets to flex. They go to like some wilderness area and like, it's on this riverbank and there's like, there's police there like helping with search and rescue. But Justin is just like, please. Like,
3: he's like, don't even... he's,
0: like he's like, you're bringing out a dog. We don't need a dog. He's like dogs no. S- amateur hour. He's like, why is this dog here? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just the uh, smell. And literally the cops are like, well, he's a drug dog. And Justin's like, Oh, like <laughs> that's fine. literally it. That so I love funny. it. I, I, yeah, I just, he turned his nose up at it. And then like, so I mean, they're searching, they're searching. And at one point, the, the cop's are like, okay, well, let's like, let's cross the river. And Justin's like, you guys have fun with that. We're going to go down the bank. And Hannah's just like, what's the strategy there? And Justin's like, A, that's a drug dog. It doesn't know the human scent. And B, she's pregnant. There's no way she crossed the river. Search and rescue king all right, Oregon trail. I hear you. I see you. <laughs> like, okay. I'm with you. All right. Hannah and it was really like, we're on a field trip. She was like along for the ride. She was vibing. She was like, I'm on a hike. This is cool. Yeah. We're yeah. Here. She was enjoying herself. And I, I'm pretty sure Justin gave her like the markers just to keep her busy and just be like, okay, hey, anytime you feel like it, just tie this around a tree. Okay. Oh, Justin. I like him though. I like him. He's, he can, yeah. he's cool. He doesn't annoy me. <laughs> He also seems like a really good person to have in a crisis. Who's the, who's the intern that we don't like? Kai. Kai. That's Kai. Okay. We didn't have Kai this episode, right? We did not have Kai. Although I, I I wasn't annoyed. So I did like maniacally laugh when Kai spilled the beans about Maggie's accident in the mid-season finale. Oh, I know. I got a maniacal laugh out of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, so they're like, they're walking and, you know, he's explaining strategy and everything. And then I like his, his, like his inner Bear girls comes out at one point. Because, like, he literally stops and he's like, see this broken twig? Well, I didn't before, but I do now that you brought my attention to it. <laughs> and he's like, well, given that it's about waist high, it was definitely broken by a human. Oh. Oh. Today I learned. King. Yeah, total king. i like, a twig a twig that that's a one twig. thing to spot okay a broken twig is one thing to spot the the other thing he spotted I'm just like I don't I would never want to go up against this man in like a where's Waldo tournament okay no. I don't know how he spotted the two drops of blood on the leaf because those were like amazing I, know the things. I definitely I would
4: not have seen that
0: 63 saves what that's why he's had 63 saves because he notices my minute- new shit like that I definitely, I, I would not have, that wouldn't even have even registered as like drops of blood. I would have been like, are those like ants? Are those like.
3: I know. I wouldn't even have looked. I would have stepped on the leaf. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would have been like, take get away. And this is why Justin has 63 rescues and we and have zero. Me. And this is why I will never be a search and rescue person. Right.
0: Right. This is why we watch the shows. We're not like part of the shows. <laughs> oh, Except man. if
3: someone wants to hire me to be a dead body on one of these shows, I'm going to do it. Oh,
0: my God, I'm manifesting that's so hard for you. Thank you. It's all lauren's ever wanted is to be a dead body. Literally number one on my
3: bucket list. So number
0: one. Oh my God, I know. I want that so bad for her. Uh, so, yeah, so he spotted the blood. And he's like, we're going in the right direction because, I mean, he's like,, he's like, let's see your drug dog do this. <laughs> so they keep walking, they're on their nature hike, they're having fun, whatever. and they find her. They find her. I have questions here though. Okay, so so when they get to the scene, the police are like, Well, we didn't see her, so we towed the car. Homegirl is like deep in the woods and she's up against this log with her back. Okay. If they could not find her and towed the car, how far did this woman get yeeted? So why? I don't think she got yeeted though. Because she was she broke the twig.
3: <laughs> oh, I love that. When Chicago out of context um so but i'm like why like a how did no one see her like we how long from the car crash to her getting deep in the woods like did no one see her like there's a lot of unanswered there's a lot of there's a a lot of sus but you know this is where we close our eyes and we
0: just accept it that's what this is like when there's a rescue on fire where we just go how did that happen we're like wait Because like, if the road's up here, right? If the road's like way up here, and then there's like a hill, and then there's like the woods all the way back here. You guys can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but whatever. Like, did the car roll? And like, how did she end up so deep in the woods? But he, well, he got knocked out. But like, did she also? I have also. Whoever called nine one one, how did they? (laughs) Yeah, who called nine one one? And when they have seen the girl. Unless the car has OnStar and called
4: it for them. Hmm.
3: Hmm.
4: Is this what it's like being a writer?
3: I don't know. Sometimes I think the writers think of these questions and they're like, they won't. Who cares?
0: Yeah. What were you, what did you ask about OnStar? Do a lot of cars have OnStar? Um, Yeah, actually. My, I, I drove a Ford Focus years ago, and it had OnStar, and I had an accident. I got, I got sideswiped. It wasn't my fault at all, but OnStar is the one that called nine one one. Really? Yeah. Like my airbags went off, and the car was just like, "We just, we sent you've been in an accident. Calling nine one one now." And I was just like, "I did yeah. that was
3: a thing." Oh yeah. What? Yeah. My twenty eleven Accord does not care about me at all. <laughs> they do not. Does not care. Oh my
1: goodness.
0: (laughs) We care about you, Lauren. That's what matters. Thanks,
3: babes. (laughs) Love you.
0: Yeah. So, so they find her and, you know, she's like, she's an active labor. And, and this queen, Miss Tiffany, who we just met, who got yeeted from a car, this queen gives birth in a forest. She's a girl boss. Girl boss. She's a girl boss. She did that. Don't ever doubt the toughness of women. Okay. Like, she got into a horrible car accident and then still birthed a baby.
4: queen Queen. she got her her baby to safety
0: she did yeah she's a queen so next time you men are complaining about like your headache just remember she got yeeted from a moving vehicle and birthed a baby
3: and stepped on a twig (laughs) so they could find her
0: (laughs) yep boom queen shit icon (laughs) yeah and she's fine she's fine and the baby's fine but uh the dad I, lived too right the dad lived too yeah yeah we love it when that happens we do love it when that happens although i do want to have a discussion with him about his driving skills like yeah i get that you were probably panicked because your life was your wife was in labor but like what's worse her having the baby in the car or her getting yeeted from the car yeeted <laughs> but it, it, it's irrelevant because she's fine, the baby's fine, and she's a girl boss. So,
3: period. Mm-hmm. And they're all happy and safe. So you know, yeah, an yeah. exciting birth story and a Once- new parent, Justin and Hannah. See, their tea now. I didn't even see the promo. Now I'm like, oh. hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. they go climbing. Someone's gonna get jealous. Are they gonna do the jealousy thing with Will?
0: Probably, because that's like the that's the only emotion Will knows what
3: what about archer lauren <laughs> i guarantee you someone out there thinks the same as me and, and i think you're right i'm pretty sure there are other people who ship it i'm not one of them
0: i still love you, love
4: you <laughs> thanks,
0: for, <laughs> thanks for giving <laughs> me right now <laughs> oh man so speaking of my favorite redhead who is my favorite lovable idiot, William, my man, man, William, uh, well, okay. Take it away, Lauren.
3: So Will's case, this episode is a swimmer comes in with her coach and she, during practice, she passed out in the water, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, immediately she is very excited. And she asks Will if this is the hospital that Jack
0: Dayton bought, um literally me if I ever get into some sort of accident and wake up in a hospital my first question is going to be like does Will Halstead work here William yeah like
3: is this Chicago med you're like line up all of your redhead doctors right now
0: (laughs) I need you to grab every I need to do a (laughs)
3: lineup yeah (laughs) Yeah. which one looks the most like Will Halston? that can that man can treat me
0: oh my god and then they're like we don't have any redheaded doctors I'm like anybody named Crockett Marcel."
3: you just go down your list
0: until yeah. One yeah yeah am i a chicago mad and then i just blame it on like pain meds and shit
3: i was like this girl definitely runs a twitter fan account for jack dayton <laughs> and that is a that is a choice
0: that a is a choice. choice well okay but does she does she run a twitter or is she like a jack dayton tiktoker <laughs> both <laughs> both she probably she she runs it yeah she runs it and after this one she makes some like tiktok and it's like it's like when my parents and doctor are telling me not to swim and then it's like that sound that's like why are you being so mean (laughs) and then like jack dayton walks in he's like
3: anyways uh, so
0: oh my gosh i'm not even gonna be able to pronounce this syndrome correctly uh Oh, I I didn't even write down the name of the syndrome, Uh, but it basically is a syndrome that causes arrhythmias, like, especially when you're, when you're active, like if you're being active, it like, it makes your heart skip.
3: So he wants to test for that. And she, but immediately was, he was saying that if they do surgery, um, that they, she won't be able to swim. And this is a big issue because that means that she won't be able to swim at regionals, she won't be able to qualify for the Olympics, which is her dream. Mm-hmm. And her dad during this time gets there. So now it's the coach, the dad and the girl. And so, but the girl is at a boarding school. This is where she swims. This is very important to the story. But um, when Will talks about surgery and everyone, she's like, no, I can't have surgery. The dad is the only one for her having the surgery. And then we find out that the daughter wants to file for emancipation. So and Off. since and even though she's a minor, um, since she or even though she like her dad is like whatever, um, because she is lives at this boarding school and has been for years and basically like lives on her own, um, they're allowing her to file for emancipation. So Will takes it as expected. Mm-hmm and he's like how can this happen blah blah, blah. goodwin's yeah. like let it go yeah like we it's out of our hands like they're gonna <laughs> go home she's like take a drink we'll flip and shit again She's like oh william mm-hmm. um she literally does not she's so like desensitized to will now She's like this man
0: the, the the Will and Goodwin relationship, it cracks me up. They're so up.
3: funny.
0: He is so desperate for her approval. It's the only thing he wants in life. It's the only thing. And she just like dangles it in front of him. She's uh, like, here, do my dirty work. I approve of you now. Okay, we're done. Be gone. <laughs> it's, it's one all, day, Will. It's all he wants. It's the only thing he wants in this life. Uh, oh. um, but Will,
3: ends up getting our man Dayton to come into this girl's room and this girl literally looks like like her life was made that this man is in there and he like starts asking her questions he's like oh I know that you do like engineering computers something like that and she was like how did you know and then (laughs) they start like talking oh my god and um then she changes her mind and decides to do the surgery um and then at the end dayton and will have this kind of angsty little chat and then he ends it with glad to know i have you on my team dr halston <laughs> and
0: will's like could you could you tell that's a good one could you tell goodwin that you said that I was like, please, like, please 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 let please.
3: everyone know
0: yeah <laughs> Can you tweet it from (laughs) one of the, do you want to get a billboard? We can hang it right
3: next to the OR 2.0 billboard. He's like, wait, can you write this down? So next time I get arrested, we can have
0: this in writing. He's like, my brother's not on PD anymore. I need all the help I can get. (sighs) Oh man. Yeah. The, 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 the thing too, is that like, I mean, what, what brings Dayton to finally like stop by this girl's room is that will kind of throws a hissy fit to get there. Yeah. So we did pull that clip. So you can hear this here
2: why'd you even buy a hospital if you don't care about the patients in it excuse me you know when you took over Med, i hoped it might have something to do with a desire to help people but clearly that was naive on my part or nothing to you just another toy to play with have a safe flight
0: we'll will doing well william yeah sometimes will fights like a seventh grade girl he is passionate he is
4: at least he cares, you know? At least he cares. Lauren said that. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. He cares.
3: He so we'll care. like. We'll and out. that's why we love him. That's why I love him. You're literally yeah. the number one
0: Will Halstead stand. I am. I really am though. And like I don't It just man. happened. I know. It's your man. It just happened. He's a dumbass, but he's an adorable dumbass. It's true. <sighs> 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 so, this next character literally leave her alone uh yeah my okay yeah yeah so so last up we've got maggie i feel like it's always last up we have maggie like it's never maggie has a huge story this week it's always last up here's like two scenes that involve maggie can, can we give my girl any good juicy stuff more please
3: more please and well all the stuff that they're giving is like causing drama in her life
0: it's we don't need that yeah okay so so you know in the last episode ben was like we need some time apart because like you're telling me you're not having an affair you're telling me you're not communicating with grant but you are so we need time apart so at the very beginning of the episode we had two maggie scenes one at the very beginning one at the very end and so goodwin is like talking to dr charles and she just kind of ditches him because maggie's maggie's in the cafe just like having the saddest breakfast in the world like She's just like sitting there with like a lonely cup of coffee and a little bitty muffin, and she's just like Ben used to make me breakfast in the morning. Maggie, <laughs> poor baby. I know. And so Sharon's just like, look, I'm 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 here if you ever need to talk. Okay, Sharon, we need to have a conversation. Okay need you to stop being like the the compassionate, nice friend being like, I'm here for you. I'm so sorry. I need you to stop doing that for a second. And I need you to slap some sense into this woman. Okay. Like so, because I feel like though,
3: like, I just be that friend. I feel like that was my best friend. I just be like, I just listen to her. I just be like,
0: yeah. And I guess at that point you just have to support them. Okay. Yes. But also part of being a best friend is smacking some sense into them when they need it. Amy I did know. this for me like two weeks ago. <laughs> we were having a conversation. We all know Amy, Amy, my best friend, um, Lauren knows. Amy so, Queen. um, yeah. Hi Amy, if you're know. listening to this, I love you so much. Amy does not listen to the podcast, but <laughs> we do <laughs> love her very much. Um, so yeah, so I, I was having a conversation with her and literally at one point she goes, Gina, I'm going to tell you this, you're being ridiculous. And I was like, I'll oh, yeah. No. Okay.
3: like, if it's like little stuff that you're like being anxious over or like something happens then yeah, but I mean, like,
0: I don't know, like uh, Maggie made a choice. And I feel like... And I need Sharon to call her out on that. But I think, like, Maggie is, like,
3: she, like, the, the after effects of this choice is not, like, she's feeling them. Ben left. He left. So she's, like, dealing with it. So now I feel like all Sharon can do is be
0: supportive of what she's doing. Because everything happened. Like, what is, like, you know, I need her. I need Sharon to just set her straight and be like, look, you get this episode to be in your feels. Then we're going to get out of our feels. We're going to recognize the choice that we made. And then we're going to try and fix it. We're going to pull ourselves together and we are going to try and fix this shit. Okay. No more like feeling sorry for yourself. You get this one episode to do that. And that's it. Yeah. I need her to be the tough friend.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But then I'm like, is Ben going to come back? I hope so. Where's Grant? What happened? Who cares where Grant is? We We don't care about Grant. I know. I hope the is going to come back to us. We know this
0: is happening. No, And the finale. No. It's way too soon to even think about the finale. I can't even Grant, say the word finale right now. Grant and Ben are both going to come in with kidney failure. And Maggie has one kidney. <laughs>
3: She's, <laughs> She's going to have to She already donated one.
0: <laughs> She's going to, like, take her last kidney and split it in half. She going not have to choose which man to give her kidney to, and who will her live. last remaining kidney because she already donated one. <laughs> Listen to what you're saying. Yeah, what is happening? Are you know. sure that she only has one kidney? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't. <laughs> I mean, anyway. I don't like. I don't know every bit of one Chicago trivia, but I feel like I know it pretty well. Yeah, I know nothing. <laughs>
3: I'm just saying like something like something stupid like that's going to happen. She's going to have to make a choice. That's something that Med would pull.
0: <laughs> hey guys, I'm a writer. And, and it's going to like, it's going to intersect perfectly. Like they're both going to come in and only OR 2.0 can fix it. <laughs> yeah. Only OR 2.0 can fix Maggie's marriage. And Dupre. Yeah. <laughs> that, exactly. She doesn't need a chair and she needs OR 2.0 oh man Dupre is off in the corner like oh our 2.0 can fix your relationship problems he's like wait <laughs> yeah 2.0 has the capability to also uh, be a therapist cannot oh my god <laughs> oh man and then of course Dupre is going to be like oh the smart gloves have some sort of update where you can operate on two people at once you can and split all- a kidney form ways
3: <laughs> oh man i do feel bad for maggie i know that she made choices that weren't great they -hmm. weren't great but also like if you think about it like she's like like she said vanessa's gone her marriage is not
0: well Uh, yeah that that does bring us into this this last clip so at the very end of the episode um maggie is just kind of watching tiffany and her husband um and probably marveling at the fact that tiffany's a fucking queen but that's the point um what were you gonna say and i was just saying like first of all my fur my brain was like
3: baby because she was like looking at that family oh
0: but then i was like no they wouldn't oh no so she she has this moment with sharon and says something absolutely heartbreaking here you go
1: We're so lucky they found the way back to each other maggie
2: first vanessa left
1: Now Ben is gone.
0: Maggie! Maggie Queen. She's not thriving right now. She's not thriving. Not thriving. I need her to thrive.
3: Um, My brain always, when things like this happen, my brain's like, how is, like, what's the end goal? Like, what's the end game for this storyline? And I guess Ben coming back? But, like, what are they going to do?
0: Reconcile. I know, but it's got to be, like, something juicy to make them re- Reconcile. I know, but like if I'm Ben and
3: like and Grant's gonna come back, like we know this.
0: Hmm. Yeah, if I'm Ben, I'm always gonna be suspect. Yeah, like she always. broke stress. Yeah, no matter what that she was tells bad.
4: me. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's,
1: it's
4: not
0: bad, good. it's bad, it's, good. it's bad, it is bad. I don't like sad maggie i like happy maggie i know Uh, i think any other solid episode of med it it was it was a pretty well-rounded episode it's just the 2.0 stuff i just i can't i know it's a lot
3: and also like knowing that it's just gonna be a lot for the next foreseeable future is just like eh. Eh.
0: if i had like video editing skills beyond just like cutting things i would totally just like wave my hands around and make like animations and shit i think there's a tiktok thing for that for like a hand you would know i yeah you're the one that i'm always (laughs) just like (laughs) lauren old person needs help (laughs)
1: yeah oh
0: any other notes on med no happy for dr charles yeah i i i'm a big fan of him finding peace where he needs it i agree big fan of that that's it for me yep Okay, Chicago Fire time. The way this promo had me stressed the fuck out for like weeks. I know. I was like, "Girl, it's fine." I was so scared. It's <laughs> like, "Gina, you're it's fine." Like yeah, every single time, I fa- I fall for the promo every single time. You would think watching these shows for ten years, I would like build a resistance and be like, "No, the, the promos are edited a certain way." I fall for it every damn time. I know sometimes
3: I watch a promo and I'm like "Mm, I'm gonna fall for it and then I cry and then sometimes I watch it and I'm like "Eh, it's it's edited it's it's fine that's how I felt with this I was like
0: they're not gonna kill off Stella my queen I think I think it's a testament to how heavy and painful and traumatic this season has been that killing her off was not so far-fetched I know but like if they kill off Stella they can't i Where mean, is their show but you've got med over in the corner
4: with like 10 new people yeah
3: but they haven't killed anyone off in of med for a hot minute
0: is isn't ooh. that traumatic knocking on wood Just, yeah don't manifest that um no i
3: all the stuff that i think is gonna happen never happens so we don't listen to anything i say
0: yes we do because we love lord
3: but except never mind (laughs) when I predicted Hakami death trope that's
0: all I'm gonna say I know you did predict that you did predict that the one thing and you told me and I was in denial for like days you know yeah yeah but uh, um yeah this promo had me shook like every like over the hiatus they like they dropped this promo you see the explosion you see stella being like rushed to the ambulance and it was obvious from the get-go that it was stella uh, Yeah, it was definitely not carver and then like because if it was crying. carver no one would care Was that mean <laughs> uh, i don't want to say no but like i wouldn't say like, yes it wouldn't give them that big of a shock factor
3: if it was carver
0: like i wouldn't be like okay I would have taken she's the great. fake out though and had them like make us think it was Stella, but it was actually Carver. I would have taken the fake out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the last image of the promo is Kelly crying. And I'm like, why is Kelly crying if she's oh, going to be fine? Like, that's not good. So every now and then over hiatus, I would just text the group and be like, guys, just remind me, like, Stella's going to be fine. Right. And then all of you were just like, Gina, shut up. Like, yeah, she's fine. No.
3: <laughs> I was like, babe, she's good.
0: She's good. She's, she's good. good.
3: She's Good. thriving right now.
0: Yeah. um Shout out to whoever drops the promo photos, though, because like, thank you for quelling our anxiety the day of. Uh, they waited a
3: hot minute for those promo photos. They waited,
0: and that was the other thing adding to my stress is that we had oh. PD and med immediately, and we didn't have fire until like two days before the episode, and that was adding to my stress. I was like, and they don't we want us to never know. ever get PD like, I know. early,
3: ever. I know.
0: Yeah. So I was a little scared about that. I was like, they don't want us to know. And so like the day before the episode aired, they dropped a picture of truck and like you had to zoom in, but Stella was in it. And then the day of they dropped a whole bunch more. And I was like, oh, she's fine. Okay. It was like Kelly laying on Stella in her hospital bed. I was oh like, my God. That picture Lulo posted. That yeah. was the cutest. I know. The cutest. Oh my gosh. Oh babies. I will say, though, seeing the promo photos beforehand definitely helped my stress levels. Like my I, my, my anxiety wasn't as like spiked as it would have been, which was much appreciated because fire know. has been a stressful, stressful show lately.
3: I decided just to lo- like see what was happening. And I was like, I'm going to get a good Stellaride scene out of this. We're going to get a good Stellaride scene. That's good what I, was excited about. I know. Yeah.
0: But I was like, "Still is fine. We're just going to get a good Stellaride scene. Yeah, okay, so so obviously we start this right after the explosion because, you know, basically Prima got blown up by a casual rocket-propelled grenade, as <laughs> you do. Casual. Um, so it's right after the explosion, and Severide is like, motherfucker, like, my wife is inside. I'm going in, like, right now. The smoke hasn't even cleared, and he's just like, fuck the gear, fuck the precautions, I'm going. And so- You love a man. I mean- Kelly we Summer, love a man. I, I stand so hard. Just we love a man that loves his wife. Yes, yes, so yeah. <laughs> so we find Prima. He's laying there. Kelly's like, don't care. Finds Carver. He's like, take care of him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 he literally was like, Carver, Carver's there. Yeah, he's like, there's Carver. Go handle that. Um, and then he like looks behind a table and he finds Stella. And Stella's basically been like blown up against a wall, so she's unconscious um he goes to her finally and like she wakes up and the problem is she got hit by some shrapnel in her side which like this was the first thing that I was like okay I wasn't expecting this I was thinking she was just gonna be like unconscious the whole time and they were just gonna be like what the fuck happened yeah I was like okay I can work with this there's like a clear injury and a clear place that like a place to fix cool yeah so that was the first thing that I was like okay this is better than I was anticipating all right I can work with this so she gets rushed to med Violet and Bretter with her, several rides in the Ambo. And this was another scene where I thought they were going to like, I thought something bad was going to happen. This is, this is the, where fire has us this season is to anticipate and prepare for the absolute worst, most horrifying thing that can happen. So I thought for sure in the Ambo, when she was like, look, like my breathing feels really shallow. I thought for sure she was going to stop breathing. Really? Yeah. I was like, they're going to, they're this is what they're going to do. They're going to make it worse. Cause so far, this isn't so bad. That's what they're going to do to us. My brain was freaking out because they were showing how like scary
3: the traffic was. I was like, they're going to get in an accident. Oh no. Oh. Cause they, I was like, they never show them driving really. No. But they made like a point to be like, where I was like, just focus on the road. And Violet, you see Violet like all stressed, like driving around, like, and dodging all the cars. I was
0: like, oh my God. Violet was going full fast and the furious on the streets of Chicago. She was a baddie. She's always a baddie. I love her. There's nothing that woman cannot do. Facts. 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 There's literally not one thing Violet Facts. cannot do. Mm-mm. Violet could operate in 2.0. She blindfolded. Couldn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's true. So Carver's fine. He's just kind of shaken up. He's just kind of like, that sucked. Cool. But like he goes and sits away from everybody at 51. He's he acts pretty weird this episode, but we find out why. It's good reason. So he comes <laughs> out, he goes and sits like separate from 51. And so Cruz walks over and Cruz is like, okay, like, are you okay? Cause you just went through something really awful. Like, yeah. Can we talk? Are you good? And Carver's Dad like, no, I'm fine. Carver's like, I'm 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 fine. I'm fine. Which like no, you're not fine. You're not fine. No one's fine on the show. Nobody is fine on the show at all, mm-hmm. ever. And when you say you're fine, you're you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> Did you ever see the Italian Job? No, you you might have been like five when it came out. Uh, yeah, Killed you're me. not even that much older than me. <laughs> There's, so there's okay. So there's there's a there's a whole bit in the Italian Job, and I'm talking about the remake with Mark Wahlberg. That's the version that Lauren was five for. Um, <laughs> basically, like Charlie Theron's character says that I'm fine, or like somebody says I'm fine, and her father used to say that you know he she's always just like you know what fine means? It means freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and oh, I can't remember what the E stand for. Damn it, man! Just botched that reference so hard. I can't remember what the E stood for. Um, Should we Google? Sure, the Italian job fine reference. Um, freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and excited. you're not excited.
3: It was 2003.
0: You were four. Yeah
3: Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, emotional. Ah,
0: okay. That's the yeah, so that's what I think of every time I hear somebody on fire say, I'm fine. fine. Or any of the OC shows, right right and the fact that like the fact that Carver sat away from everybody else too like, I know it was it was I, I feel like it was pretty easy for me at least maybe not I don't know if it was for you but it was pretty easy to put myself inside Carver's head in this episode of like what he was feeling at that moment
3: mm. yeah I don't know for a hot minute we'll, t- we'll we'll talk about it later but I was like I couldn't feel the vibe between him and Stella.
0: It was a little weird, the vibes. And then later on when we find out what happened, where I'm like, oh, okay, get it, get it, get it. It was, yeah. it was pretty clear from the outset that there was some guilt there, for yeah. sure. And I think I, I think the whole thing about sitting away from them, which is just like heartbreaking in my book, I think he felt guilty that, you know, his captain had to jump on top of him. Yeah. And so like, I think he felt guilty because maybe he was kind of blaming himself. Like she got hurt because of me. And so that's why he felt the need to sit away from them. Because he felt like everyone was like blaming him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And also, I guess like being the new guy too, like he's like, oh, they're definitely mad at me. Like this is their person. Like this Mm -hmm. is their family. And like, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Honestly, this episode made me
0: like feel more for Carver. I think it it did that for a lot of people. Actually, I did see some tweets. I saw some tweets towards the end where people were like, do I like him now? Yeah. 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 It actually
3: made him more of a person. Like, before I was like, hmm, what's happening? And then
0: mm-hmm. I was like, oh, a person. This episode, this whole entire episode does a fantastic job of talking about trauma and grief and and talking about feelings. Uh, yes. Fantastic. This episode did a great job. And
3: they did it right when it happens. So we didn't right. have to wait for seasons and seasons and seasons
0: and seasons. Yeah. And I'm glad it was structured the way it was where like Stella in the hospital was only like the first two acts and then the rest of it was the fallout because they wanted to focus on the trauma of it all and like talking. I agree. They, this episode did a fantastic job of that. Even nope. right down to Violet. Like fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly comes out with a Stella update and he's like, "She, she's going to be fine. It was a deep wound. Like she's going into surgery. She'll be out a few weeks, but she's going to be fine. And the whole time this man is crying. He... Loves his wife so much. It's so just like, a, it's a beautiful thing to see that like he, he knows like, he knows what he'd be without her and he doesn't want any part of it. I love them. I love them too. I know. I know. Also, I didn't realize it until this episode, but Kelly Severide might be like the biggest empath in all of One Chicago. Like anytime anybody hurts and it's not him, he feels it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially with Stella. Well, yeah, because that's his wife. I don't know, but like I even can't. with Violet after episode three, and even with Prima in this episode. Yeah, he's such an empath, and I didn't realize that until this this week. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, Kelly, the Kelly. layers, Kelly, the layers. You perfectly dreamy, wonderful, complex man. The
3: onion, the layers. <laughs> you a glorious bird. onion, you. You glorious onion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh goodness! Uh, Yeah. So after that, so you know, Kelly's like she's gonna be fine. He's like crying the whole time, which just like I I can't. When Kelly cries, it hurts me. Her camp. I know. I know. So Bowden calls Carver into his office to check on him, and Bowden just says he's like, just because you weren't physically harmed does not make it any less traumatic. But Carver insists that he's fine. The timing of this episode given what happened on Monday night football this week is like already oh, know Yeah. And, and even, even on med with the swimmer storyline, like the timing could not be better. It's true. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm sure some of you were watching Monday night football. My husband and I were, um, you probably know what happened, but a bills player collapsed due to cardiac arrest in the, in the middle of the first quarter. It was horrifying. horrifying. It was so scary. Um, yeah, and and a lot of people have pointed that out too. And I've thought that too at points this week where like I've been checking social media just like, is there any update on him? But then also I'm thinking like, I really hope the Bills and the Bengals are okay. I hope all of those guys are okay. If I were a journalist in that press conference, one of my questions would legit just be like, how are you?
3: Also the fact that they didn't cancel the game right away. And so they all like, hi. It, yeah,
0: it was it was a very was scary just, yeah, to see. Cause like we had it on and like the longer he was down. And then once they brought the ambulance out on the field, I was like, this is not, no, this is bad. This is really bad. And then like yeah. seeing the replay, like obviously my husband and I are soccer fans. And so seeing the replay, I was like, you know, my husband was just like, well, he didn't hit his head or anything. I'm like, no, I think this is a Christian Erickson situation. I think it's a heart problem. Yeah. And it was terrifying. It was terrifying. And so all of those players, I hope that they are, talking about their feelings openly. I hope they're getting the help that they need. And I hope they know that it's okay to talk about these things. Yeah. Because it's the same thing that Bowden says here. Just because you weren't physically harmed does not make it any less traumatic. And that is completely true. Those football players witnessed something. Carver got blown up against something. He just fared out. He just was better than, you know, he didn't get impaled by anything. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a really, I'm glad that they highlighted this topic, especially after this week. Yeah,
3: it was good. They did a good job.
0: Yeah. Really a good job. So yeah, but Carver again is just like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. So Stella wakes up after surgery. And of course, Severite is right there, right there, because he's not going to go anywhere. And she actually asked him, she's like, have you been here all day? Honey, that's your husband. <laughs> Where else is he going to go? i know like, sweetie yeah and he's like i'm not going anywhere i'm like yeah no what would What's he do husband? he's not going anywhere they're married i would like to think that charlie would be like that unless i would probably send him away i'd be like they'd go like watch football or something like you don't have to be here i would hope that charlie would healthy. stay by your bedside a hundred percent i'd probably send him away at some point and just be like go like don't stress but yeah i would like to think that that would happen um he would her husband it's he has to deal with me mm-hmm. boom mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bryna both of you would get your asses on a plane i like to
0: think but i would it, mm-hmm. 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 yeah but yeah that's your husband where's he gonna go he's just gonna stand mm-hmm. he's gonna sit there and stare at you with his incredible blue eyes the entire time yeah it's true so harvard comes by to see stella and like did he bring flowers I think so. Oh, little baby, little cinnamon. No, no, no. He's not a cinnamon roll. But that was sweet. Like, nice gesture. You tried. He was a little cinnamon roll in that moment. In that one moment, Carver, just- like reminded me of like a
3: little boy. This episode, kind of like, like just like the like his demeanor, the vibe, just like a like a scared, anxious, worried little boy. Yeah, yeah. And it and, and I, that I, was. It, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like, as a viewer, like, it was nice to see a different side of him and actually have him open up mm-hmm. instead of just being like every like throughout the episode. They just were like, he's not as cocky self. Like, it was nice. We needed that as viewers to like to like Carver more.
0: Yeah, we definitely did. And I do. I I like how this was their way of letting us letting us get to know him more was through like kind of a mental health storyline of like mm-hmm. this trauma and, and and especially when highlighting okay addressing the topic of mental health in men through carver chef's kiss love it love it because so that's 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 the best way i could think of to get the fans invested in him finally yeah is to give us a little bit of insight into what goes on in his head yeah so i think it was good that they showed him as a scared little boy in this episode i agree and, and yep. it's yeah. It's genius, the story that we got at the end, because the reason he's a scared little boy is because he was never able to process that feeling properly as a child. Yep. Genius. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, we got a question from a listener. Uh, Stephanie Stephanie's one of our patrons, actually. She did ask at one point, she just said, just wanted to see your thoughts on, on Stella asking what pain meds she was on because, you know, her being a past drug addict or anything. I- It's a good question. I don't think they'd go back. I don't think they're gonna go down that road with her. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so because it it was, yeah, the whole thing with her and pills and being an addict was before we even knew her on the show. So I don't think they're gonna go that route. I think they were just like showing conversation.
3: Yeah, and her being like, you can't feel my legs." Yeah. Yeah. But that is interesting because I mean knowing knowing how OC works and all their foreshadowing and all that stuff, like that would definitely cross my mind.
0: just yeah, yeah. When she did say when she said I can't feel my legs, I was like, should we should we be worried about that? Are we that sounds like a problem? I was like, we're just gonna close our eyes and move on. If Kelly's not worried, I'm not worried. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So Then we cut to three weeks later and Stella's back at work and Kelly just points out, he's like, look, you were there for me when I couldn't sleep. You're having issues sleeping. I know it. I just want to check in. And she's like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, you're going to take a break if you need it, right? She's like, absolutely. Like, she's ready to be back. Yeah. So- later on in the bathroom she's putting like ointment or something on her scarf and carver walks in and carver's just like oh god he's like oh awkward awkward he like averts his eyes he's like, a girl a girl oh, yeah, a
3: female oh man a female side her ribs are showing a her female.
1: ribs oh my skin goodness
0: skin and even, even Stella's just like carver like come on we like we shower and we sleep together and he's just like uh she's like shut up you know what I mean <laughs> so funny (laughs) oh no not not those pesky ribs he's like she's like (laughs) that's what I mean by like a little boy like he was just like just like I don't know yeah just a lot of a lot of stuff he didn't get to process as a kid yeah interesting yeah so Stella's like well how was it while I was gone you know like you're you know you're just not being yourself and he's just like he's a great lieutenant he's no still a kid Like that's it, and she's just like, He meant that. That's weird. She was like, Who are you being sarcastic? Who are you? Was that sincere and nice? And then this is where I was like,
3: Does he like her? Like, this is where I'm getting the vibes, and then I was like, No, but like, they it was like like a fine line of like, which side are we gonna fall on, real quick? Like it was weird for a hot minute,
0: and that question came up a lot, actually. Of like, I I saw that a lot on social media where people were like, Does he have feelings for her? Yeah, like what's happening? And I'm like, they can't. That would be a dumb storyline because Stellaride. Yeah, it so would be like, pointless.
3: It's just a pointless storyline. So I was like, that can't be it. But like, it was a very fine line that they were walking because the vibes, the vibes were there. So uh, I think you could have taken it either way. I just not from I, like I'm not saying from Stella, but I'm just saying like from Carver. Well, like this scene, like mainly. Yeah, but I don't know. Later on, then we're like, oh no, but. Yeah a minute there I was like
0: what's happening yeah and so they, they get this call at this restaurant that's like it's closed or whatever but they basically find this guy stuck in the grease vent which like that sucks that's nasty Ow, yeah that would hurt um so yeah so basically Stella needs to like they they find the guy. they go in the kitchen and like they Find the guy like from the bottom up, and then Stella's like, okay, well, we need to come in from the top down if we're gonna pull him out. And so she just spider-mans her way down in there, just kind of you know upside down like spider pose. Yeah, she just kind of does the thing. And so even before she goes, though, Carver second guesses the knot that he tied. Like he ties the knot, he's like, wait, let me check this again. And Stella's like, it's perfect. What are you doing? Like, yeah, it's perfect. So she goes in the vent. She goes to save him. Well, then we find out that this guy was not working on the vents. He's a criminal. He was trying to break in jail jail literal jail Jail. literal jail literal jail and so once we find that out carver kind of freaks and he's like he's that guy's a criminal like get her up right now and Gallo's like can you calm the fuck down for a second like she's the lieutenant what are you doing yeah it's her call and so the whole time he's just kind of like awkwardly standing off to the side like carver's just being weird yeah it's been weird So back at 51, Stella goes up to him and is like, Did you hit your head? Like, what are you, like, you're not, you're, you hesitated. You're being really weird. Like, what the fuck's going on? And he's just like, No, sorry, hesitated. Like, I'll, you know, the old carver will come back. I'll start being a dick again. Don't worry. Like, once again, everything's fine. Everything's not. Yeah.
3: And Stella's like, I want
4: the old carver back.
0: And I was like, Do you though? Do you though? I don't, I don't really like, no, I don't really like the old carver so Stella wakes up with another bad dream and I think the part that was killing everybody about this is that Severide called her honey I we are all just like dying yeah yeah so she wakes up with another bad dream and she's just like I hate this like is it ever going to end is it ever going to go away um and so Kelly's like okay you know what let me just do some digging on my own and find some shit out here so he goes to Gallo and he's like how's everything on truck and Gallow Gallo would be the person I would go to Gallo Gallo just oozes snitch, right? Yeah, like, oozes gossip. Gallo was that kid in elementary school. He was the tattletale. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Uh, but yeah, so Gallo's like, um, Stella's good. It's glad that she's back. You know, I, I, that's awesome. But Carver's not really being himself. Like he's not really, he's he's not being cocky. He's being like a normal person. It's weird. Um, also Severide eyes in this moment. Ooh, oh my gosh. <laughs> every episode the light catches them perfectly for just like five seconds and it's just like woo, it's beautiful uh yeah so so then Seb goes to stella and is like how's carver doing and so she's like yeah he's okay he's tough i didn't realize how much of this story was like how are you doing i'm fine how's he doing he's fine i like, know it's a giant he said she said until the very end yep yeah So uh, they're talking about Carver and Severi just mentions that it might be good for them to talk about what happened. And I love this exchange because she's like, I am not going to hold hands and talk about feelings and sing songs with Carver. And he just goes, good. Because if he touches your hand, he's a dead man. (laughs) Oh, Kelly. Babies. They're so cute. They're so cute. They are so cute. So Stella finally is like Carver, like come to Molly's and like we're gonna talk and and they talk and we get the scar story here you go
2: my older brother he was always a bully but one night when i was nine years old he took it up a notch we were at this big family bonfire something we did every july 4th but this year no one else was around he snuck up behind me and he shoved me into the flames I dragged myself out of there. i will never forget the hell of that pain. Meanwhile, he ran and told everyone that I tripped and fell. And he saved me. Like he's the big hero. No one believed my version. What actually happened? Because that's too insane. Why would a 15-year-old kid do that to his own little brother, right? I must be mine. Let's put the whole thing behind us. Pretend it never happened.
1: I'm sorry, Carver.
2: Yeah, well... Guess I'm not used to being the one who gets saved. And that's what you did. You got hurt by covering me. And I walked out of that house without a scratch. And it's been hanging over me. Probably messing with my head. But I will pull it together
1: per my lieutenant's orders
0: (laughs) there's a lot to unpack here a lot a lot so my biggest question is do he and his brother have a relationship now Mm, i don't know i would say no Uh, yeah there's there's So I I was, I was pretty taken aback by it. I was, I was surprised for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of our listeners asked and said, was that, was this a satisfying reveal? Was it satisfying? I think so. Whether or not it was satisfying for me, I was more like, just
3: loved hearing more stories about Carver's past that made him a person. I keep saying that, but like, Mm -hmm. I felt like, again, we've only had like cocky Carver or Whatever, and every week I still have the question of, I don't know if I like you. Like, you're just there, like, whatever. But this week, like, actually made me feel for this man. Yeah. And, like, get more into his head. And, like, I really like him.
0: I don't, I don't, like, I mean, really like him, but this helped, this I mean, helped.
3: Yeah, I'm still a little sus. But, like, it made me, like, it went, I went further than I've ever felt for this man. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. they needed they needed this for his character yeah yeah
0: it helped a lot to like finally have an explanation for why he is the way he is yeah that helped a lot so um yeah and then the other question we had um you know a- as you always say the streets air quotes um <laughs> that's a lauren phrase um they, they were asking whether carver has feelings for stella what are your thoughts there
3: yeah so earlier in the episode i was like "Mm, i don't know what's happening and then by the end i was like i don't i don't think so
0: i don't know i don't think he does
3: and i don't think it would be absolutely
0: pointless for them to go that
3: route exactly because even if he like there's no storyline there so there's i don't fire's not dumb enough to do that like they wouldn't so mm, mm, but i don't think they would because there's like what what would come of it him and severide beefing for no outcome
0: that would be except for
3: It'd be stupid. So I'm vetoing that storyline.
0: I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he has feelings for her either. Um,
3: I think he was so, he felt so guilty. mm
0: -hmm. That's something. He even even says it here that he's not used to being the one who gets saved. Yeah.
3: So I I also think he didn't know how to act. No, he didn't know how to act after he was like, do I like, how am I around them? Like, but I'm sure he was like scared too, that he was like, he didn't know if the other, like fifty one, was like mad at him, or like he didn't know. Like it, it's all new. Like all these people are new to him, so I'm sure he just like it was just a whole situation where, tr- like he was so traumatized being in it, and then also like not knowing how everyone else felt or how. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, he was just kind of the, like having to process all this, plus the trauma that he had when it was a when he was a boy. Mm-hmm. Everything coming back up. Yeah
0: and he probably he probably grew up thinking that he always had to save himself like nobody else mm-hmm. was ever gonna save him no one had his back yeah yeah, yeah.
3: and really we really saw 51 like be his family like mm-hmm. like you said like Cruz going over to him Bowdoin checking in on him like all like Stella like we really saw 51 be his family and I think that also made him yeah
0: yeah it was huge it was huge um one of our listeners, Natasha, she made an absolutely genius connection here that I, I read this and I was like, oh, that's such a good observation. Okay, so Natasha said, I don't think he was prepared for the fact that it is the most family-based house in possibly the whole world. He was hurt by his brother, betrayed by his family when they chose not to believe him, and now he's at fifty-one, and all of his actions make sense now. He doesn't trust family. Yeah, but she said, you know, I think being in the fifty-one family could help him heal. But yeah, that's that's completely right on. He doesn't trust family no and he doesn't believe that people could have his back
3: Mm -hmm. without some sort of like what's the catch you know yeah
0: yeah crazy yeah um and then we got another interpretation from uh from heather and heather said you know the looking on at stella and kelly you know in the hospital it, it wasn't it probably wasn't like feelings or jealousy about the relationship she said, it might actually be jeal- jealousy of Stella just having a support system. Period. Yeah.
3: Because uh, he can tell how much they love Stella.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so she even says, she's like, you know, he starts to act like, uh, you know, he, he starts to act like Severides towards Stella and like he's more overprotective, which is interesting. And she said, it makes me wonder if Gallo and Mouch reaching out to him didn't even register as trying to support him because he's always believed he can't reach out to people who are supposed to believe in him
3: yeah. it's good. It's
0: good. Yeah, yeah. I this, like what
3: fire is doing. Fire's yeah. doing a good job here. Yes. here,
0: here. 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 <laughs> Thank you for not traumatizing us. Thank you Thank for you. not overly stressing us out for one week, for one week. Thank you for giving us a week where we could breathe.
3: I yeah. laughing. my my friend she she my one friend who watches oc she just texted me and she said i'm sobbing watching fire right now she just texted me that this week's episode yeah she she's like she's like a casual viewer <clears throat> she's like she doesn't have anything but she's a void stand. so mm, i get a little stressy about her opinions <laughs>
0: little
3: sus. Little sus. <laughs> yeah, yeah but i was like it was a good episode
0: yeah i'm not fully warmed up to carver but this is progress this helps yeah. a lot this helps a lot and moral of the story once again it is okay to talk about your feelings yep it's okay to talk about your feelings bottling them up never helped anybody no nope. period. period period yeah so important important stuff here um also important is brett in the storyline she just had so um, yes. lauren take it away please
3: So they are all in the 51 common room and we see a delivery come in for Brett and we find out that she ordered a safe surrender box where this is where people can safely drop off their babies. Um, And then this is where Sylvie Brett is so me in this moment because Mm -hmm. we find out that it needs to be assembled. So she looks at the guys and she's like, who's going to, who's gonna help who's gonna assemble which made me laugh um and all the guys are like okay after like being like no and she's like it's for the babies and so um later on we see that gallo is teaching brett how to use the app for the box and basically they have like a little alarm and it's plugged into their wall and it makes this super super obviously it's an alarm a very loud it's loud it's loud and she is very firm with the guys she's like do not unplug this alarm the alarm is staying in this room like do not move it do not touch it nothing and my thing is like i get it that it's very loud and annoying but like at the end of the day how many babies are going to be dropped off in this box right exactly so the guys are acting like this alarm is going to go off every 30 seconds they're being a little dramatic they're being being really really they're little babies yeah I know. I was like, besties, the alarm is not going to go off and disturb your little couch time mouch every little day, like every single day, like chill.
0: Even if only one newborn ever gets dropped off in it, that's, that makes it a success. I know. I'm like, let's everyone take a breath. First of all, like, and if it does happen, like
3: you want to save the baby, like you're not going to care that it went off and woke you up because you're going to go save a baby. Anyways, Mm -hmm. that part annoyed me, but whatever.
0: Um, And
3: so later on, the alarm in the box goes off. And first, they think that it's because it's like the backup battery for the alarm. And then they all realize and like that someone had unplugged it. And then when they realize that no one's unplugged it or touched it, they're like, oh my gosh, like a baby's been dropped off. So they all go and run. And when they open the box, it's a burrito. Someone had a Grubhub delivered
0: a burrito to the box. It was Cap. Of course, it was Cap. was Cap. The, okay like I get that they were trying to make this the comedy storyline but this wasn't it this was not it the boys were so insensitive annoying. It, it was a little annoying the boys were so insensitive and then for Cap to be like let me order a burrito to the baby box especially knowing that Sylvie Brett was adopted that is so wrong yeah I'm- Sylvie had I'm everybody to be offended
3: yeah, and Silly was really, really, really upset when she that, found yeah. out
0: that pad. had, like, really upset. That would be something uh, I would, like, text friends about and be like, guess what my idiot coworker did. Yeah, I, I just think that, like, I,
3: like you said, I get it's supposed to be the comedy storyline and give us a little bit of levity during the episode, but it was, like, the, it was a little dumb. It, it was, was a little silly, yeah, it because it's, like, what the guy, like, even like how the guys were acting, it was like, why do you, why are you guys acting like this alarm is going to go off every 30 seconds? Like maybe once in your entire career, maybe mm-hmm. twice. Like, like, why are we anyways, anyways? I did
0: find it. I did find it slightly funny when, like, when the alarm went off, when the burrito happened, when the alarm first went off, like either Violet or Herman, somebody had like food in their hands and like tossed it oh, in he the did, air. They like tossed it. Yeah. That, that was kind of funny. But like the burrito bit, I was like, that's, that's, that's wrong. I'd be I'd be pissed. Yeah. It just was like, okay. <laughs> it was annoying. But yeah.
3: um, so she's really upset. And then at the end of the episode, Sylvie is walking outside of 51 and she sees Goodwin looking at the box. We got a little mini crossover. Um yes. and her and Goodwin talk and we have pulled this clip here. Miss Goodwin. Hi. Hi. What brings you by fifty one? Well, I heard you had
0: one of these new boxes and wanted to come by and see for myself. They're not easy to get.
3: Oh, I know. I went a little aggro on this, wouldn't let up. Maybe wrinkled a few of the higher ups. (laughs) And my housemates, too.
1: You know, we get newborns in the emergency room at med who've been left in dumpsters, parking lots. Just last week, we had one who couldn't have been more than a few hours old someone left her on a bench in union station wrapped in a blanket stuffed in a shopping bag she might have survived if they chose to leave her here instead
4: sadly i have stories
3: like that too which is why i put in for one of these it was worth all the rankling you know, I also heard that you
1: fought hard for that paramedicine program, too. I could use
4: more Sylvie breads in Chicago.
3: <laughs> I love Sharon Goodwin. I just love her.
0: Oh, the queen.
3: Literally. I love her. But she basically tells her how proud she is um, of her and like how hard she fought for this box and like how important it is because they see babies in the hospital like lose their lives all the time because like this thing isn't an option um and also she mentions how proud of she's a silly for the paramedicine program and then she goes we could use more silly breaths in
0: chicago and then and you can tell that's exactly what she needed to hear in that moment yeah after the boys she- made her day hell
3: Yeah. And then you kind of see her like, like get this like little smile. Okay. And then this is where I might be like a little bit not reading the vibes.
0: No, you put this in the group chat last night. I I was intrigued
3: because so she like the, the smile Sylvie gave was kind of like a sad smile. I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't like, like, yeah, what Sharon said is right. Like smile. It was like a, sad smile when Sharon mentioned that in Chicago and I was like hmm, it gave the vibes to me of when these shows foreshadow so my mind I was like is she leaving like if she leaving Chicago and doing this somewhere else like I don't know like I felt like and maybe this isn't a thing because I don't know if she's I don't don't know if Kara's leaving but it just felt very foreshadowy to me and then I was like why would she, they may have Sharon do the foreshadowing thing for fire I don't know I don't know it was just weird yeah, vibes they, the they
0: usually don't have anything like pivotal plot wise happen through characters from the other shows
3: that's what I was thinking but then I was just like it was there was just like a little vibe there and I was like I don't know if I'm just overthinking it but it I do not I didn't catch that at all you didn't okay then no I, I just I,
0: I interpreted the smile as like oh good at least somebody appreciates what I'm doing because the yeah. boys were
4: fucking useless this week yeah
0: just true yeah
3: so it was sweet that they had Sharon do it too
0: yeah I love it and you could tell it was just it was exactly what Sylvie needed to hear yeah exactly love I him. would I would put that down as like one Chicago ASMR Goodwin just being like the world could use more of you I know mm-hmm. yeah we- God, I, love
4: Goodwin. I love her
0: the Queen, Queen, truly, uh, love it. Yeah. So, next up, we've got Violet. Violet, I love her. My Queen, Monica <sighs> okay. for president. True. Oh, all the women on these shows are queens. Damn it.
4: Okay. So, Violet is still on the
0: rampage because of all the people in the world to bring back. They brought back Emma. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Yay!
0: Bye yeah yeah (laughs) so poor violet is still on the rampage she's like you're fucking kidding me she's back all i'm saying is that if this show were on cable violet would be swearing up a storm she'd be like that fucking bitch like i know oh it would be bad so violet leaves yet another message for emma's boss she can't get any anywhere she's not getting a call back nothing so she goes to Bowden and she's like, "Look, I can't get a call with Emma's boss. Like, can you please call and request a meeting because he will take your call?" And so Bowden's like, "Listen, I'll do it as long as you promise me this isn't out of like revenge because revenge is just a complete dead end road." And she's like, "No, it's not out of revenge. It's not. It's not. It's just I don't want her to be able to do what she did to our firehouse to anybody else." Which like I'm, which is I'm fair. surprised that Bowden didn't catch that because, I, you know, I would think that Bowden would kind of almost know know her better than herself and be like i I think you're thinking out of revenge yeah i was surprised that he kind of moved forward with that so violet goes to her meeting with this guy and he's like don't worry she's not seeing patients anymore and he's like she's like that's not the problem like here's all the shit that she did and so she tells him about like the whole plot to blackmail hawkins and all this stuff and it turns out there's just there's no evidence They never talked about her via text. They never talked about her over the phone. They only talked about her in person. That's all it was. And so he's just like, there's nothing we can do without substantial evidence. And then of course he has to just kind of like twist (laughs) the knife to all of us. And he just goes, well, unfortunately, Chief Hawkins isn't here to speak for himself. Whose fault is that?
4: (laughs) Stupid movie theater. Stupid faulty concrete. he shouldn't have asked Gabriel for his name should have just pulled him out (laughs) sorry sorry, you were too nice
3: who cares about this man's name just pull him out literally just get him rip his arm out of his socket pull him out anyways it's fine it's over it's done with he's dead (laughs) he's reaping the consequences up in heaven
4: (laughs) oh my god he's up there partying with Betty
0: White I got nothing. Yeah. Uh yeah. So later on, Violet's with Gallo and Ritter and she's going through their old text, like she and Evan's old text, to find some sort of evidence. And she can't find anything. She even called his old assistant. She's just like, dude, I like there's nothing there. And they cleaned out his office months ago. So like there's nothing here. But I want to make sure we don't miss this little Gemma dialogue because Ritter says at some point Ritter's like well did you search for everything like Emma Jacobs EJ any sort of combination and she says it real quick and under her breath that she goes yes and every other term we ever used to refer to her no matter how profane (laughs) spicy Hakami Uh, all the words for her those two I miss them so much Uh, yeah. yeah so and then she even says she's just like this is killing me going through these messages like but it's really sad because like you you know if like on some nights when she can't sleep, if it's like two in the morning, you know she scrolls back through them and just like tortures herself. I know. Oh, it makes me so sad.
3: I know.
4: Stupid Pickwick movie theater. Old man.
0: Damn it, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to have a long name? <laughs> Why couldn't your name like Sam or something? Why do we have
4: multiple syllable names? um <laughs> oh
0: and then
3: my favorite gallo line in this oh
0: yeah yeah no this is great okay so so gallo's like do you want us to go through the messages instead and she's like no and gallo just goes people like her they're their own worst enemy and she goes i'm her worst enemy and i'm going to be the one to bring her down oh again I, I, you don't watch yellowstone but i really wish you did like the beth dutton energy and that quote Ooh. great great there's <laughs> also one Gallo was like
3: what and I was saying when he was like, do you want me to go through the messages? And Ritter and Violet were like, no. Their what faces, they were like,
0: they were like, I'm like, Gallo, not you being nosy right now.
3: Not but- even nosy
0: over a dead man. <laughs> Hi. I think he was, I think he was actually trying to be a good friend, not realizing no, I what know. he said. But-, I but every single time I'm like, Gallo. Mm-mm. 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 You back mm-mm. away from her. Get away. Get away uh there's a line in Yellowstone when Beth is threatening somebody and again you don't watch it but you should but <laughs> Beth is like she's a pain in everyone's ass because she just says what everybody's thinking she literally literally threatens the guy at one point and she goes she goes I'm the tornado and you're the trailer home genius queen shit. Beautiful. there's Beth Beautiful. Dutton energy and what Violet says there I love it so much
1: <sighs>
4: we it love
0: Violet. Violet we do love Violet I love her so much perfect so Emma shows back up at 51 this bitch I just I don't have the patience for her I know so she's like I know you went to my boss and she's (laughs) like so why did you do that and Violet's like you're a fucking psych like sociopath that's why (laughs) and so she's like but we're even because like I cleared Carver but now hmm, I don't know and she just walks away I know Hanako oh. loves Caitlin, and I'm sure Caitlin is a wonderful person. But I hate Emma so much.
3: She's just annoying. She's like, the girls, worst. go away.
0: She's the worst. The worst. So then, Sylvia you should and be
3: Violet- worrying about doing a like your job that
0: you're bad at. Yeah, she should have gotten fired from CFD entirely. Like, how did she? How did she get the job with IAD? Like, how did she sweet talk them into that? Carl, I wish I had an answer for you. I know. I don't know. I don't know. So we end with Sylvia and Violet grabbing beers at Molly's, and you know, Violet just says she's like Bowden was right. I was blinded by vengeance, and now I'll be checking my six for Emma for the rest of my life. Where are we going with foreshadowing? Foreshadowing. No, this is Chicago Fire. It is not. I know what you did last summer. Like, I don't want the last half of the season to be like jump scares and people thinking that it's Emma when it's not. I know. And then I'm like,
4: is the finale gonna be Violet getting hurt? You're better at predicting things than you think you are. You know that, right? No. Yeah.
3: It's just the foreshadowing. Like you get you get numb to it. You're like, eh.
0: I know what you're doing. I mean, you might. I don't, because I still got tricked by the promo. <sighs> i just
4: you know what she needs to solve her problem
0: what 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> uh, good news know. 2.0 can keep crazy people away she can stop murderers and Crazy people 2.0 is it's like the room of requirement and Harry Potter does everything and then it can also be a panic room. So like if Emma starts chasing Violet, she can just run in there and like the walls will fortify themselves. i just had the worst spot.
3: I can't. Oh my god, Kay. We're moving on. Dr. dupre is
0: like, 2.0 has a fix for this. No, Gina. What? <sighs> what? I'm, I'm what? so stressed about what okay because you know
3: how last season I was or not whatever yeah last season I was convinced that I was like something Emma is going to kill Hawkins well because I thought that Emma was gonna kill Hawkins Mm -hmm. and that he was he was like gonna like she was gonna go for Violet and then he was gonna like step in and like get killed instead what if they do it now but it's with Gallo and Violet and Emma I
4: can't say the first thing that came to mind I'd be okay with that
3: no but, Gal- but gallo doesn't die no one dies okay. in the situation maybe emma but gallo's gonna like be do some heroic stuff or whatever and save violet and like it's fine violet's okay
4: well, we no, don't i want- know what you're getting at but like in that I moment know. saving violet is most important i know but
0: it's too early to even speculate about the finales. It's too early to even say the word finale. We're not even halfway through the damn season. We're in episode 10 out of 22. You know I'm an overthinker. You know this happens. Have you met
4: me? Next week will
3: be the halfway point. We're not even there yet. Constantly, these shows are making me be like, I'm telling you,
0: what is the end goal of this? We'll find out. I don't know. I don't know, but I I am not going to lose sleep over Emma Jacobs now in January when the season goes until like fucking April or May.
1: <laughs> no, because you know what?
0: This is the same thing that happened last year that we were losing sleep over it, and We were just like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing this again where I sit here and I'm like, hmm. In in what many ways could Emma fuck shit up? Like, I'm not, no, not again this year. Yeah, because I thought they were death troping them at the season finale. No, I was with you. I'm pretty sure at one point we thought that, like, we were pretty convinced we were like, Emma's going to electrocute Hawkins to death. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, I thought
3: she was going to kill that man. But instead, no, the movie theater did it for us. That a piece of concrete did.
0: Stupid movie theater. Um. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Uh, Rage, rage. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where they're going with this, but uh, yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like it's too early to like, I say it's too early to speculate worst case scenario, but like, this is fire we're talking about. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I don't know. True. <sighs> so little bit here on Severide, um, just that, just the whole bit about Prima and it just kind of shows us even more that like this man is such an empath. Like, yeah. So... Yeah. He asked Bowden for an update on Prima. This is super quick, and so like just run through it. But yeah, he's like, "Hey, what's the update on Prima?" Bowden's like, "So they're going to be able to save his leg. They're going to have an award ceremony, but he doesn't want the what? Like, he doesn't want this the ceremony. He doesn't want to do it." And Severi just points out, "He's like that call messed with a lot of people." And I'm glad he like pointed that out and kind of yeah, him. yeah. So Sev goes to Prima's house where we find out that Prima is a girl dad. He's a dad to three girls. Um, I need to know where he got that coffee mug so that Adam can have one. They'll be matching with Kim's mom cup mug. Yeah. 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 Adam needs a girl dad mug. I need he it. He does need a girl dad mug. He really does. I know. Like he needs some sort of some, he needs something that says girl dad.
3: He needs the matching. He needs like, well, yeah, he needs like a shirt that's his girl dad. And then he needs the dad cop mug to match Kim's the dad cop mug. I, ho- I wonder if Kim still has that. She must. Well, there was one last i think it was last season you can see it sitting on a one of their desks like not at the desk but at their house oh the mom cop mug yeah Ooh,
0: i gotta go back and look for that so i was just wondering like maybe in the awesome. trauma of like Sorry. losing no you're... i was just wondering no, like, no, no, no. Maybe... what
3: no i was no i'm not gonna speak i was gonna digress about burzak but no like no keep talking <laughs> you sure yeah, yeah, I'm good.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm allowing you the opportunity if you would like. It's okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. Um, I was just, I was just like wondering if, if, like, in the aftermath of losing the little rice grain baby, if like maybe she got rid of the mug. But I hope she didn't. Why are you mentioning rice grain right now? Do you because hate me? She, because she? Do you she, hate me? <laughs> because Platt gave her the mug when she found out
4: that she was pregnant. Don't give me that look. I don't want to talk about rice cream right now. Do you want me to cry? It doesn't take much, Lauren.
0: It was the size of a navel orange. <laughs> oh, oh god. Rice cream. Moments in one Chicago history that make me want to throw shit. I have a picture in my <laughs> Snapchat,
3: like memories, of a bottle of Tito's and then the picture of Adam like like touching Kim's stomach. <laughs> 713. <laughs> so emo. Like next to each other. I was like, that was a night for me. Can't remember it. Maybe that's a good thing.
0: I was pissed. Like, like we were talking about this last night. We'll talk more when we get to the PD portion about like when Haley hurts, it's like a different energy for me. But like when Kim hurts, my pain for Kim turns into rage. Yeah. And it's like rage at like the writers being like, Why are you putting her through this? Yeah. Um, so I was pissed at the end of that episode. And that was the other thing too. Okay, so some people caught this vibe from the Stellaride stuff. Uh, when Severide was watching Prima with his daughters, they were like, are they starting to hint at like the kid vibe for Stellaride? And I was oh. like, in my head, I was like, they better not fucking go there. They have never done a successful pregnancy ever. And if they, if they have, it's been with minor characters.
3: Like, okay, obviously I want Stellaride as parents, but I'm like, how would they play it? every pregnancy lieutenant yeah so just became lieutenant like how it would have to be like it would have to be a time jump i would think so it'd be like finale find out she's pregnant time jump to her like about to have the baby
0: that would be infuriating if like she got pregnant and then like stepped away from the lieutenant role right after she like just got it
3: that's what i'm saying so they Mm -hmm. can't do that so how it would have to be a time jump
0: i don't think they're hinting at it
3: yeah I think it's too soon. Like this is how I feel about a lot of like of most OC shows at this point. I'm like I hope that like the series finale when in when we're all in the nursing home when it happens, it's going to be like the finale and then we're going to find out like it's like a bunch of stuff's going to happen and then it's going to be time jump like 5 years later and then you see everyone like together like with all their kids and everything like that. Like you see it all mm-hmm. happen in the finale. Hmm.
0: But so the show's never going to like, end. So we don't we absolutely- don't know.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like when
0: we're in the nursing home.
3: No, they're never going to
0: end. It's going to be gonna-
3: like.
0: Oh, she's gonna will us? Yeah. Yeah. Casey's great grandkid is going to be on the show in like 50 years. Oh, Michaela. Yeah. Michaela's going to grow up and she's going to be a cop just like mom and dad. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 You're right. Mm-hmm. That's not even that far away because Michaela's what, eight, nine? I hope Berzak kisses before I die. (laughs) What if they don't kiss and I start getting wrinkles? They definitely kiss in the white space, for sure.
3: What if I start getting wrinkles before they kiss? (laughs) You've only got
4: like seven more years for that, Eva! This is so sad. In the white space, they definitely bang periodically. know what's happening anymore (laughs) i don't know you're not gonna run with that head cannon i like teed you up for it
3: perfectly no (laughs) oh are you okay this is a carver situation i gotta stop talking about we need to move on i cannot talk about them anymore it's just bad
0: we're not even in the pd portion yet okay uh we digress big time. Okay. Cause we were talking about, we I were talking like, about the, the girl dead mug. Okay. When you were uh, like, when you asked me to sub, I was like, we are gonna, we are gonna go off topic quite a bit together. Sorry. I legit like lost my bearings and thought we were in the PD portion. Legit. Like I just kind of had to step back and just be like, oh, wait, we're still talking about fire. We, sorry. We just alpha. like side like, stories. Sorry. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, so Cream is retiring. He's taking the early pension, which like after getting an sorry. RPG through your leg, yeah, you probably wanna.
3: Slay, let take the pension
0: yeah dude yeah um so we got that bit with prima the last little bit is with herman which is some foreshadowing about what's coming up in episode 12 which i'm not excited for um herman just kind of mentions he's like hey stella can you work the bar because like cindy's been really tired lately so i'm gonna take the kids out
1: Uh
4: jail
0: do not hurt her literal jail cindy herman is a saint they can't kill her off they won't i don't i I don't think they'll kill her because then what
4: are they gonna do have what are they gonna do show herman as a single dad to five He's going to need Lee Henry to help him out. Lee Henry's like 22 years old.
0: <laughs> they're not going to do that.
3: But like, why is this a storyline? We
0: don't know yet. We don't even why know can't what the you, diagnosis like, is.
3: Why can't you like use some more brain cells and not make this a storyline? Think might, something
0: else. It Like, I was going to say it might not be the di- They said diagnosis. There is never a good diagnosis. I'm, yeah no there's not but like there's like manageable diagnosis Gina you're panicking Marin. I just think that's
4: Cindy doesn't deserve this she doesn't
1: no she doesn't
4: mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm.
0: we'll see we're not even at that point yet though we're just like worst case scenarioing it <sighs>
3: and it always is the worst case scenario so it's not like we're not
4: like it's bad that we're thinking that
0: i mean we have reason i
4: know yeah, we have reason.
0: i know okay that is all for fire any other <laughs> notes on fire anything else nothing <laughs> all right i okay. hope that burrito was good cap yeah was right perfect. i hope you apologize
4: to sylvie got her a gift card or some shit that wasn't cool That was not cool. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I'd be so angry. Okay, let's stretch it because it is PD time. PD. (laughs) I said stretch it, not dance it out. (laughs) Okay. I thought this episode was fantastic. I agree. I liked it. This was was a fantastic episode of PD. I liked it a lot. And I think it was the best of the three for the night. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Fantastic episode. I agree. Benjamin absolutely killed it. Yeah. He did such a good job. He really such did. Job. Oh, this was a great episode. Okay. So we start off at one of Ruzik's many poker nights.
1: <laughs>
0: I have questions here. Okay. So like Ruzik invited Taurus to the poker night first and foremost. He's hanging out with all these old cops that he used to know when he was a kid because he knows them through his dad basically. And they're sharing old stories about being cops and stuff. Okay, how did Ruzik rope Torres into this is what I want to know. I don't know, but I'm glad
3: they're hanging out with each other outside of work. Yeah, like I'm glad they're showing that. So Torres looked like he needed to get the heck out of there that entire time.
0: I was really surprised at how well Torres and Ruzik worked as a duo. I was too. Really I was surprised. Too. It yeah. was good. They yeah. were good. So he's talking to some old cop about like um CRs which is like basically when somebody like files a complaint against you and stuff and like you know they're having their bro date or whatever and you know the the, the Borkowski guy he's just like so why did you become a cop and Torres is just kind of like uh awkward. Um there's even a moment when they're playing poker that like Torres catches Ruse's eye and Ruse is just like, he makes the motion of like, yeah. are you good? Oh, cute little bro date. I love it so much. But also don't tell Kevin because he's going to be jealous. I was like, where's Kevin? Yeah. Unless he turned down the invite that he could have turned down the invite, but also, yeah, I was definitely wondering that I was like, you're cheating on Kevin with Torres. <laughs> oh. mm. I love it. So Torres finishes the hand. He bails on the game, and so ruzik is like, "Well, I'll t- like I drove you here. Let me take you home." And he's like, "No, like I don't want to ruin the night." He's like, "No, like you're my let me let me drive you home."
3: Such a dad, such,
0: such a dad, a dad. <laughs> oh a dad, I love it. I love it so much. I, I am like we've only had this bromance for about like a minute, and I'm fully on board. Yeah, I like them fully on board. So they're in the car and uh, Ruzik's just explaining like, oh, I know those guys through my dad. You know, it was kind of a baby in the bar situation. Like, yeah, Ruzik would have been the baby in the bar for sure. He's like, you know, I was too, probably too young, but like, that's how I know most of these guys. And so he does this poker night or whatever. And so on the way, they get a call about a home invasion.
3: What are you laughing about? What about? about baby Adam, like, like little Adam, like drinking like milk out of a beer glass. He like, was <laughs> like sitting there with all the guys. You have a
0: baby in a bar. <laughs> that's uh, definitely how he grew up for that's sure literally how he grew up oh yeah 100 percent. that image is just so funny <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah that's a great image so they get a call about a home invasion and it's it's nearby okay so here's what I'm wondering about this if they're do they even if they're not on shift do they have to have their radios on at all times yeah and I was like also they were like just like drinking
3: like how does that kind of play in like mm-hmm i don't know i don't get it but that's another thing where we just close our eyes and we continue on
0: i'm just i'm curious about that because like
3: yeah i was confused too because i was like
0: hmm Hmm. i was because like what about when burgess went and found ruzik at the bar and he was like super drunk what if the radio had gone off on that episode
4: let's go home
3: yeah i predict yeah i love that line
0: so so they go to the home invasion and it's gruesome it's awful super violent so violent okay um the other thing i noticed about like even even in fire in this episode like the places where they filmed like these homes and houses were gorgeous they're nice holy crap even prima's house on fire i was like that's a cute little house yeah yeah i was fully invested in the real estate this week but yeah, so they go to the house. It's huge and it's gorgeous. Huge. Oh, it's beautiful. But they hear noise and stuff, and they go upstairs, and basically this woman is tied up on the bed, and her husband is tied to a chair at the foot of the bed. He's tied to a chair and like gagged and everything. So basically, what they're all horrifying. Here, it's horrible. Oh my god, it's. I like I definitely at one point once once I figured out like what this crew was doing, and once Torres explained it to Boyd, I was like, "Are the PD writers okay?" like so dark lately the cases
3: have been so dark
0: so dark yeah really dark and really violent like are you guys okay are you just like, are you listening to a lot of true crime podcasts Are you watching a lot of dateline like are you guys okay watch a cartoon or something like
3: i don't know turn on disney channel like what's happening
0: yeah lighten it up for a little bit it's okay um watch some spongebob that'll always (laughs) cheer you up yeah so turns out, so the, it's it's a crew, basically is what's going on. It's a crew. They break into this house. They rape the wife and have the husband watch
4: What? So scary.
0: It's horrifying. Yeah. So you just like, like when they when they come into this room, you really see the essence of who Taurus truly is, because, like, Ruzik goes right to the husband, Torres beelines right to the wife. And the very first thing he does without even thinking is he covers her with the blanket. Yeah. Doesn't even think about it and just like instinctually does it. Torres is so good with this woman. Oh my God. He's so good. good. Yeah. And so he's like, he gives her play by play and he's like, look, I'm going to free your hands, but I have to touch you. Is that okay? And like, yeah. And then he just like, he calms her down. Like, Yeah. Yeah. He does everything
3: right for that situation.
0: Everything 100% right. Yes. So good. And even Bruce recognizes what's going on because at a point he's just like, he tells the husband, he's like, look, I'm going to let you get to her. I just need one more second to untie you. Like, I know. Yeah.
3: And then you it's, could see him. He like got frustrated because he couldn't get, untie it fast enough.
0: Yeah. Like, Adam. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Everything 100% right. Just perfect. Yes. An insanely violent and dark teaser, but also perfect. So good. Oh, man. Okay, so we go back to the bullpen, and they don't really have a lot to go off of, except robbery, homicide is onto this two-man crew that they've been looking at. So Ruzik is like, okay, let's go meet up with Borkowski again. He was the guy from Poker Night. Let's go meet up with him, and he's working the case, and we'll get some details. And Borkowski is kind of a dick. Like, he's really abrasive. Not very nice. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, he's he's a, he really like he bothered me the whole episode. He yeah, was he proper. was annoying.
3: No. He was annoying.
0: Would this be the proper use of "he gave me the ick"?
3: Mmm, mm. close.
0: I tried.
3: <laughs> no, I tried. Uh, the ick would be like.
4: Mm. Yeah, no.
0: Lauren makes me try really hard to be like hip and cool no I don't <laughs> I try no. anyway uh, yeah so they go see Borkowski and Borkowski's like I don't want to give up the case but like I'll work it with intelligence and the face Ruzik's giving him the whole time of just like you know you need to give it up like you know it's a lot easier if you just give it to us yeah. and Borkowski's like no fuck that like absolutely not we're working it together and then
3: Ruzik was like fine you'll get the credit like just tell us what you know
0: I cannot stand how Borkowski treated Torres right from the outset of just like, like, it's so disrespectful, even though Torres is new, it's so disrespectful to be like, you know, you're a newbie, you're a kid, like, and then be like, you disobeyed a subordinate. He doesn't work for you. No. Or like you disobeyed a superior. Yeah. He doesn't work for you. so annoying. Yeah he's super obnoxious. So So nasty. Borkowski's like, yeah, well, I have a lead on these Rolexes that were stolen from a house and it ended up in a pawn shop. So they go down there and the owner tells him that like all he got from the guy with about the two, all he got from the guy was, uh, you know, he gets a description of the guy who sold him the Rolexes. So Haley calls Ruse and is like, hey, there's a gray SUV that was spotted. They go check it out and they see a home invasion in process. So Ruzik finds this couple brutally murdered upstairs and brutally doesn't even cover it like oh my god it was awful pool of blood multiple pools so of blood it was yeah yeah it was a lot it was a lot so Borkowski and Torres they go after the offender and so Borkowski gets the offender but when Torres catches up he sees that I mean the guy is like he's beaten up pretty bad. Like his face is just all the injury, all the injuries are in his face. Like there's nothing else that's been injured. And then there was also a description of the guy's shoes where the the description came in and said that he was wearing white shoes. Well, this guy had like green shoes. He did not have white shoes on at all. So it's the complete wrong description. So right from the get-go, Torres is like, something's up. Like this isn't right. And I love, I love this. I, I love what this episode did in that. I mean, yes, Torres is new, but he is so solid in his convictions that, like, he, he's not, he has no problem following his instinct. Nope, none. It was, it was great. Yeah. I think he's eventually going to learn that he has to kind of scale that back and balance it with some other things. But I'm glad that he is so firm in what he believes in. Yeah. And yeah. trust his gut and his yeah. instinct. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So Borkowski's like, well, he ran and fell down the stairs, but Torres is like, this doesn't add up. Like, what are you doing? This does not add up. So back at the house, intelligence is like, well, these casings are different from the one from the other home invasion. But Torres remembers from the first robbery that the offenders had been fighting. And he's like, I wonder if they turned on each other, if that's kind of a thing that might've happened. So Torres goes to med to interview Alex, who's the kid that had the beat up face runs into Borkowski and Borkowski's like, everything's fine. Like I interviewed the guy. I got a statement. He's not the guy. And so Bork- and so Tor like he doesn't want Taurus to go in, but Torres is like, I just have some follow-up questions. Like I'm just gonna go ask. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So he just kind of hints it to Borkowski or to Alex. He's like, look, if something else happened that you like don't want to tell or you know that if something else happened with you and that cop, like you can tell me. And then it's like horrible timing because Borkowski comes in right at that moment. I thought like that he overheard and I was like, oh. I know he had to it for how close he was. I know. And if he didn't overhear, then why did he come in and be like, I told you we were good. Yeah.
3: My, like my anxiety, like spiked. I was so stressed. I was like,
0: oh my gosh. Borkaski also has a very punchable face. So I feel like that didn't really help matters. I no. just kind of like, yeah. When he like stormed in and he's like, I told you we were good. I was like, oh, oh. okay. I got startled um yeah so Borkowski is played by Tom Lipinski and I'm trying to pull up what else he's been in because he's been in a ton of stuff um he was giving Hallmark I don't think he is Hallmark actually Um, really no let me pull this up and see what else he's been in so he was on Snowpiercer which was on TNT he was on Blindspot for four episodes let's see he was in Suits as like a minor character for how long because that's where I would know him from he was in 11 episodes of Suits who was Trevor oh oh he was Mike's friend I think I could be wrong I think he was Mike's friend yeah and I think that's why I know who he is um he's he's one of those actors who's been in everything who like you just recognize from like you just recognize their face it's like Stephen Weber, they've where, been like, around. he's been in a ton of shit yeah 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 so no offense to Tom it's just I wanted to punch Burkowski's lights out yeah period (laughs) so so annoying they they get the getaway car from pod footage the guy has an open warrant so they go to his last known and this guy tries to flee out the back where Burkowski and Torres are so Torres is like Torres does not trust Burkowski at all he's like look this guy he's like he's he's shady. Like he can tell right immediately. And so he can tell that Burkowski's going to shoot. So he actually gets in the guy's way and like pushes his gun down. Like yeah. that is some cocky rookie shit that like, yeah. Could have gotten someone killed. Could have gotten someone killed just because you were right this time does not mean you're going to be right the next time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think I texted the group chat. I was like, I'm so stressed right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was so stressed. Yeah some cocky rookie shit for sure lauren take over for a second while i'm taking a bite of food
3: (laughs) so back at the district torres asked platt to print out the report from the adams robbery and a personnel file this is just like such like a little bit of mom trudy content that we get with her and torres which i love (laughs) i love trudy i love her being a mom to these people
0: i love her so much
3: so she is like is this like something that I should be doing like why can't you do it upstairs basically and then he was just like he just kind of looks at her and she's like fine I'll do it like I got you so he goes back upstairs where Ruzek and Brokowski are questioning Donnie um um, Adam is close to getting him to crack and give up his partner but then Brokowski turned into a mini Voight and Donnie just asks for his lawyer so they could got nothing out of the guy
0: nice job Brokowski (laughs) cannot that only works when Voight does it Okay, and then I'm going to gush over this next scene. Go ahead.
3: This is so good. So then, okay, Torres takes um, Adam outside, and then he was like, like, I need to talk to you, like, outside, like, no, whatever. So they go outside, and then Adam's like, what's all this secrecy about? And basically, Torres tells Adam that he, like, like, he thinks that he's, he basically just tells him everything that he's been worried about Brokowski and, like, his suspicion and all that stuff. Here's the clip. And here's the clip.
5: You signed up on Burkowski's version of events at the items. Yeah. Why are you asking like that? Because I think he lied. I think he beat that kid, Alex, while he was in cuffs. You saw this? No.
2: Okay, because... Burkowski said he ran, fell down
5: the stairs. You're saying he beat him? There was no blood on the stairs. Nothing. And Alex's injuries, they don't make sense. And I talked to Alex, he was lying, he was scared. Burkowski beat him, and then he paid him off. Just keep your voice down. I I know you know him, and you see him a certain way. I think I see him different than you. Well, how do I see him? I see him as the cops that used to patrol Pilsen, used to harass store owners and make bets on cases, homie. Type of guy that asks people like me why we're police. Why is that bad? He ever asked you that? He's got 23 CRs. Yeah, well, real cops get CRs, Taurus. They do. I know. I know they do. But so do bad cops. Look, I called you out here, man. I- I ain't done nothing yet. what are you gonna do? If the answer to that is it, you're not doing that. All right, all right, just come on.
2: Torres, listen. If you report this right now, ain't nothing gonna happen. The CR is just gonna get thrown out. And I promise you, Bukowski, he'll get you pulled from the unit. He'll get you pulled from your job. He's got one of the highest clearance rates in the city. He's got a lot of friends in high places. Make your life a living hell. So, come on. What you say is true. We're going to find some real evidence before we do anything at all. Come on.
0: Okay. That was, I thought that was going a certain way and then it didn't. Yeah.
3: Um, And so I, I just got, I just got to. I know this was a Torres episode, but think- I just got to give it up for Adam. This whole, like, I, if you look like, This episode just made me like a proud mom (laughs) with Adam because it's like, if you compare pilot, like pilot Adam to now the growth of this man, like I will say it with my full chest that I think that Adam has had the most growth out of every single PD character. Mm -hmm. I think that he has had the most growth. Oh yeah. And I think that the PD writers have done the best job at showing that growth over time. Mm -hmm and really showcasing it and so i'll get into it a little bit later when we get to the next scene but um basically like i just love adam and i'll i'll go into why but basically Ruzek and torres go pull footage of the alex incident um and while there's no footage of brokowski beating him up it's clear that both brokowski and alex are both lying about what went down um so they go talk to alex and he admits that he had drugs on him which is why he ran because he is on probation And he also admits that Brokowski did hit him and pistol whip him, which, but he wants to keep it a secret and he begs them not to tell anyone because he doesn't want to go back to jail. And here's the little clip of that.
2: Not really a 100% right answer. But
5: there is though, it just has the wrong results. Because that kid, he doesn't deserve to have his life chewed up by more cops. And the women? They don't deserve to have the offender get off.
1: Dante, did you think I wasn't going to have you back?
4: So...
0: Yeah. This was the moment where I was just like, Adam Ruzik is a grown ass man. Season one, season two, Ruzik would have been like, Are you fucking crazy? Like, you're out of your mind. You don't know what you're doing. Like, I know. And season 10, Adam is like, Did you think I wasn't going to have your back? Like, I know. Yeah.
3: He's the like, growth.
0: Adam is a full fledged adult now. And he goes,
3: Dante, did you think that I wasn't going to have your back? This is where, this is where I need to gush. I just, I love him so much. I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of him because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to go on my little side story. No, do it. Adam Ruzek has craved a man, father figure that he can look up to his entire life. Mm -hmm. That is all that he wants. His dad, a piece of shit and did him dirty. Then we see last season with Ortiz, a man that he looked up to so much was not a good man then we see this guy who he's grown up seeing and whatever not a good guy like we said last season even last season even 906 adam we saw with kim with ortiz situation adam would have been like if torres brought this up to adam he would have been like no no like we're not even looking into this guy like let's go we need to catch the offenders that are doing these like home invasions like why are we even thinking about this like he would have gotten upset and but now He has changed. And I think that him becoming the father figure that he has always craved to Michaela has like kind of healed something in him. Mm. And then also just like as a coworker standpoint, like he like now he's just kind of in that like dad father figure mode. And so I don't know. And Adam Ruzek will do anything for the people that he loves. Like he will have your back. And I think that this episode was crucial in showing um Torres becoming part of the unit because we've seen him with Jay we've seen him with Kevin we've seen him with a lot of other people we even see him and Kim like have a little like thing in the past but showing him and Adam and showing that like where Adam's like we got like I have your back like I think that was crucial in the dynamics of the unit and showing yeah yeah anyways I was just like I love Adam Ruzak and I think people were slandering him During this episode. For what? Because, well, first they were mad because they thought that he was going to, like, go against Torres and, like, tell Torres that he's not allowed to turn him in. But because of how the promo was edited. Mm -hmm. Then he was still getting hate afterwards. But I just think, like, even the fact that he was, like, he told Torres, like, you're not going to turn him in. Like, we'll figure, like, we're going to turn him in. Like, he was like, we'll go figure it out. Like, it's going to be us. Like, he had, like, I just love this man so
0: much. And his growth, uh, I love him. It really, it, it's remarkable how much he's grown. Truly. Yeah. Truly.
3: And even just in the past couple seasons, like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And PD has done such a good job showing that. Such yeah. a good job. They
0: really have. They really have. Uh, I, the, uh, I mean, my only, I have a lot of gripes about the season, but I feel like with jay leaving a lot of this stuff was not too little too late but it was almost thrown in as like a consolation prize that they were like no don't be sad he's leaving here here's happy birthday here's adam acting like an adult um yeah and and don't get me wrong i i love it so much i just i wish it didn't take jay leaving for us to get this well i think
3: i don't you yeah. know adam the adam growth thing was i think started when with the whole rice grain storyline you can really Mm -hmm. see him like start to grow and like go through all that even like when he became like with Michaela and his life and all that so I think that necessarily didn't have anything to do with Jay leaving um I don't know but I think seeing the dynamics more with the unit and like there mm -hmm. was is now having to be more of a thing because Jay left
0: yeah yeah that like I don't think that we would have gotten this
3: episode with Adam and Torres if Jay was still here. And I don't think we would have seen this if Jay was still here. But I know. Do, do we
0: get 902 if Jay is still here.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that they were building Burzek way back. I don't believe that Burzek is only happening because Jay's gone. But I think that the yeah. I don't think so. Because we're like with the whole like with the with Burzek, like where would they would the only way for them to grow was making them become parents. And then now and then it was like building their family back up. There was nowhere else for Bersek to go except to be in a relationship together. Like they, they their storyline would have ended, like being parents with Michaela and like everything that happened in nine, like fixing their family. That would have been it. But now it's gonna be like now the only way to move them forward is a relationship and like fix in like building that trust back up, making sure their family is whole relationship. So I think it still would have happened if Jay was there. I think it might have, I don't know, yeah. But maybe
0: in a different, maybe in different storylines, but yeah. yeah. And we're talking from a screen time perspective, like before you come for us and you're just like, well, the whole show doesn't rule over Jay. We're talking from a screen time perspective.
3: Yeah. I just, I think that the partnerships would have been different, um, but I don't necessarily think that it would have taken away from the couples. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that we would have seen Kevin and Torres. I don't think we would have seen Adam and Torres. I think that we would have just been really seeing Jay and Torres for a hot mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. So yeah. I think that would have been like like just like we have Water or uh, Burgewater. Mm-hmm. Like we really would have just seen Jay and Torres become that duo.
0: Yeah. I don't know. No, that, I, I... see,
3: like that's annoying because it's like, why did it take Jay to leave for us to start getting different dynamics together? like hailing kim like like it's just annoying that that's what it took mm-hmm. like it should have been happening this whole time
0: anyways yeah. it's just annoying no i mean trust me hearing that but th- this scene was was fantastic so good i know this was like i wanted to take this scene and like show it to kim and just be like Gina, an adult, like dina <laughs> he's being mature Oh, that's right. You guys already resolved this. Sorry. Just <laughs> Gina, you got to give her a break. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to get so many nasty emails now. Like, why do you hate Kim? I don't hate her. Didn't you just come to realization the other day? And I was like, Gina, I'm so proud of you. I did just come to a real, it was like a week or so ago that, yeah. I know. You t- I, I, had I was like, a like one Chicago epiphany in my car. I was like, Gina. Yeah. I did. Lauren was proud of me. So I was proud of her. It's a thing that actually happened. So give me some credit people. Uh, yeah. So they get Alex to ID the guy. Cause now, I mean, the ob- they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? Like if they report Borkowski, then Alex goes to jail. If they don't report him, then they still nab the crew, but Borkowski goes free.
3: Yeah. And Alex doesn't break his probation.
0: Right. Right. And so They get Alex to ID the guy. His name's Mike Haxton. He grew up somewhere on the block and he's got this luxury car dealership, the same one that all the victims had used for their service. So they go to his house and they find these little GPS trackers that he had been sticking in the cars. Why are men? Like, why? So scary. Like, there's not enough things for women to be worried about? (laughs) Like, no? Mm -hmm. So one of the GPS trackers is pinging at a house in Lincoln Park. So they go and like this robbery is in progress. Like the woman's struggling, she's getting beaten down, all that stuff. So Torres and Borkowski, they go inside and, you know, they like, they basically, they follow them to this room and Borkowski is like, wait. And Torres is like, no, I'm just going in. And so he does, and he goes in, and then Borkowski sneaks around the other side and is able to take the guy down. Um, but then outside, it you know outside it gets a little little heated. So a little heated. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, it's a lot heated. So Borkowski's like, look, like I know what you were gonna do. Like, you ever try to do that to me again, like I will get you fired so fast. And Torres, Torres has this whisper that is like sinister oh, it was good. It was so good. And you see, like, Voight looking
3: at them during this whole thing, being like, what's happening? Yeah.
0: Voight's just kind of like, he's got it. All right. Let's see how this goes. Even when, like, when Borkowski, like, spins him around, he's like, do not touch me. And, like, the finger, I was like, oh, 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 this is getting good. And then, like, when Torres walks away and he turns around, he goes, this is why I became a cop. Oh. Period. 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 Oh, man oh man
3: he um, gagged him a little bit he gagged brokowski a little bit
0: translate that into old people speak
3: like he just kind of like made him too son
0: to speak kind of like oh put okay. him in his place the witness was too sun to speak. yeah okay got it he, like put him in his place he was like oh oh it was beautiful it was it was beautiful and like ruzik wasn't there he just held his own boy it was just kind of like off in the corner like yeah. i see it i see the captain. Yeah. yeah. Great. We did get a couple questions. Um, I know one of our listeners had asked, she was just like, Hey, like, why, why do you think Torres didn't go to Voight? And I feel like that scene kind of answers it. Cause Voight's a loser. Well, not too. Um, you know how Voight has always, he, he always approaches the members of the team kind of differently, right? Like years ago, um, I kind of brought this up, but years ago, the comparison was pretty clean. How like with Atwater, he was very, very hands-on, right? yeah very hands-on that water with Kim very hands-off in the background yeah um and um when well, we interviewed LaRoyce one time like years ago and he we actually asked him this question and he was like I think it's kind of like a sports team like you know what each athlete needs to perform at their best and that's kind of how it well, operates yeah, yeah that makes and sense. so I think we got our answer here and that with Torres I think Boyd's going to be pretty hands-off And just kind of see, he's kind of, he's just trying to kind of gauge where he's at. But I do think down the line that Torres is going to learn, he's going to have to temper the, you know, like the chasing his instinct. He's going to have to temper it with some other stuff. Cause there are times in this episode where he did certain things where I was like, that could get you killed next time.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I don't know. But I also, I mean, I don't don't know what, well, no, I think White would have reacted the same way as Ruzik
3: probably i don't know i kind of like in the net well the next scene i kind of got a little bit of foreshadowing and i was like is this going to be torres's arc this season um with the bar scene with adam so i don't know
0: yeah so so we end the episode at this bar not molly's but um <laughs> ruzik finds torres after haxton's arrest hearing and we'll just play the clip
5: i go in haxton's arrest hearing? yeah it was fine put my hand on the bible I swore to God, and I lied. Thank you. Said we got the information without Alex. The Burkowski was nothing but a solid detective lending out to our unit. Clean. By the book, police work. I just became a part of the blue wall. You know what that feels like to me. No. no I don't.
2: This job. Find a million different ways to break your heart.
5: Alex is home with his mom, Paxton's in jail, and those families, they got justice, and the man with 23 CRs, 20 of them for use of excessive force, we'll just keep on working. Yeah, yeah for now.
0: Of foreshadowing did
3: you get just at the end where they were like uh yeah for now for now like you know when between them i was like oh is it gonna come back up
0: oh like taking down yeah i'm here for it yeah i like it
3: i don't know i was like is this gonna be his
0: arc or something like that like i don't know but there's a lot to explore still with torres just because he's so new and he's young like whether or not it's (laughs) like oh sorry go No, well, I was just saying, Gwen said in an interview, I mean, he's, like, 24, 25. He's young. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a lot to learn.
3: Yeah. Like, whether or not, like, it's taking, like, the arc is, like, taking down Burkowski or, like, how that whole situation happened. Like, I don't know. Also, this is very me sidebarring right now, but, like, why does Petey have a whole new bar that they go to?
0: Petey doesn't usually go to Molly's. But, like, I know. But, like, they have this bar. Since when?
4: Mm. weird it's a mystery
0: I don't know I don't know um there was a really great parallel that a lot of people caught that I didn't I was really disappointed in myself for this but when Ruzik basically mentions about you know this job will break your heart yes yeah the parallel with Alinsky with Alinsky I know it hurts so good it hurt I know somebody posted the side-by-side today of like the scene when he's talking about Kim and he's like I don't want a front row seat to the job breaking her heart and then like the scene with last night last oh you have it you have it oh oh my heart my heart I know and that's like Al was like Al was the one positive male figure that Adam had in his life and it got ripped away I know I refuse to consider Voight a positive male influence in his life. Stable, yes. Positive, not so much.
3: Well, I don't think he looks up to Voight like he does to these other men in his life. Like, no, he does to Voight. Mm-hmm. I don't I know if think he thinks, does. Well, like, I think he looks up to him, but I don't know if he has the
4: same impact. Maybe. I mean, I think so because Voight knew Bob from like Voight knew Bob as young cops too yeah i don't know yeah i don't know it's a good question it's a good question we love dad adam dad, Adam, it's the best dad, adam. the best thing ever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah We're this great. was a good episode
0: mm-hmm. yeah it, this episode was fantastic yeah it was it was really really good and there's just so much more to learn about torres and benjamin did such a good job it's true. So, yeah. Any other notes on PD? What about the promo? We're meeting Kevin's dad next week. No. So excited. Kevin's dad. Holy we're getting, shit. We're getting family. We're getting family. Holy shit. I'm ready. Like,
4: yeah. It's going to be so good. It's going to be crazy. Because, like, scared. clearly he's out of jail now. Yeah. hmm Oh man.
3: And you know yeah. is just gonna crush it because he always does. Kevin episodes are always amazing.
0: They're Literally always. always good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So all right. That's about all we've got for today. Um feels good that the shows are back though. It just feels familiar and, and nice to see everybody. Feels good. Routine. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um you guys know where to find us as always. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok um me to Somalis (laughs) right across the board I'm trying I'm trying um yeah so that yeah there's that um check the link in our socials to our Patreon page if you choose to support us there that'd be great it's as little as two dollars a month got a lot of cool perks there if you have any questions I mean let us know however you want to hit us up Twitter Instagram Facebook whatever but yeah you have to click the link in our socials so we have the link in our bios on all of our social media you have to click the link then you have to click the Patreon page and you have to sign up there. Okay. Uh and yeah, those are all the perks we've got there that are listed. The Facebook group's the best one out of all of them. We have so much fun there. But yeah. Um follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina watches TV. Lauren, where can everybody find you?
3: Um at <laughs> Ruzix Burgess. <laughs> I need like a personal Twitter because every single time I I say that name. <laughs>
0: i had a personal twitter and then i deleted it so now like all my sports tweets go on my like tv account and i'm sure everybody's just like can she shut up already like no yeah i'm like well sports are on tv this counts it's true mm-hmm. you're watching sports on tv
3: Gina watches TV. On the tv
0: yeah so uh yeah so normal schedule as long as there's new episodes there will be no episodes of the pod and everybody have a great weekend and we will see you next week bye bye